tonight on Death Metal. A special Jeffrey Epstein Illuminati Files update. Once again, we crack open the sealed, tight, sweet <laughs> files <laughs> of the Illuminati. Because fucking A, man, listen, dude, I'm in full panic mode, brother. Because yeah. look at this shit. Number one, it's all bad right now. Everything. There's no good in the world. The only good yeah. you can find in the world is if you put on NPR and they're like, this woman died saving 19 people in her neighborhood by sucking off a cat. That's the only thing. Some type of harrowing NPR tale about bestiality is all we got left on the entire planet to look forward to. But the reality is, on top of coronavirus, they arrested Ghislaine Maxwell, which you all have known about for sure. But I'm going to try to get into a little bit of what's going on with her specifically, what she might know, who she's been with, what her connections are, because we kind of glazed over that the last time. I mean, number one, her father is confirmed intelligence. Oh, yeah. That's enough. He's in my six. Yeah, real in my six. I mean, he's Mossad. It doesn't get any creepier. And then this week, I'm talking yesterday, I guess, the federal judge that had taken over Deutsche Bank's case against Jeffrey Epstein got a knock on her door. Her son answered it because it was just a FedEx guy. Shoots the son dead instantly. But then shoots the father of the I mean, her husband in the chest. Gets spooked and takes off. Then. Later that night gets found in the same vehicle in the FedEx uniform. Dead of an apparent suicide. Okay. Guys. How is this happening? And we're not doing anything about it. And I mean, not to mention, you have Homeland Security agents, which one of these, <laughs> I mean, it's probably our friend, in unmarked cars, unmarked uniforms, full combat fatigues, just pulling protesters in. First of all, in Portland, they're in Chicago right now. It's going down. And I hate to stroke i feel like we're the most leveled conspiracy people that there are yeah because there's a lot of you you can't go too far into it do i think that covid19 is a giant conspiracy meant to cover this up no it's convenient it's convenient but it's not that well it's like it's like i've I've told so many i mean you know i've been tagged as a conspiracy dude so many times but it's true, though. I mean, it's like they don't have our best interest in mind. And they do shit like this. I mean, like a hit like this is not anything new. This is something that's happened throughout history in the United States. And uh, and what we have to think is like, it's like you said, we're not, we're not far right fucking Donald Trump supporters, you know? We're cool. We're way closer to left. Yeah, oh, dude, we're as left as it gets. I would, I would say at the end of the day, I've been more closely aligned to anarchy. Yeah, Because the ideal society to me, and I'm throwing this out of top. If you've been listening forever, you've heard it all before. Bear with us because I know that there's a lot of overturning listeners to any podcast. I know we do have for sure new listeners for people just hitting us up and saying, hey, we just found your show. Yeah. 
So if you haven't listened back that far to the other Illuminati files or Jeffrey Epstein part one, I mean, this isn't really part two. It's just kind of an update. Different things that I may have missed or new information that I found. And I'm sure it's not the most complete because I'm not exactly Alex Jones. But it's just things that I've taken note of that I've read. Mostly what I'm going to cover today are a lot of the connections that Jeffrey Epstein personally had. People that were on his flight log where people, not me, have done the research and gone back and connected the dots to how he actually knew them. And that's where it gets disgusting. Because, you know, when you've got Bill Gates, Stephen Hawking, uh, and you've got Prince Andrew, all these well-known... Seth Green. Seth Green, Chris Tucker... Uh, and these people refuse to answer what they were doing with him. So a lot of great journalists have gone out there and done the work. I mean, I'm not a journalist, definitely not a great journalist. So a lot of great journalists have gone out and done the work, and I just pieced a little bit of this stuff together because I've been paying attention to this for a long time, and it's it's continuously blown me away. I mean, really, the only thing on the whole planet that really fucking bothers me is sexual assault and then double so to minors and this is that and then this is that in the most disgusting ways of using it to blackmail people in power and then on top of that the fact that people that empower just seem to have a natural desire to have sexual relations with children there's no exact answer for it do they crack open their skulls and suck the adrenochrome out i gotta be honest with you i wouldn't be surprised because if you think about rich people around the world that eat tiger penis, eat rhino horn, yeah, all types of shit that scientifically proven do no good. If you, if, I mean, and it goes back so far in history. Think about when we covered Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, I mean, royal bloodlines back then literally thought that the blood and flesh of virgins. Made your life force stronger. Made you live longer. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're in the 14th century, okay, that sounds like viable science. But today, come on. Well, even Aleister Crowley wrote about that. Sure. You know, like, the most powerful thing you could consume was, like, a, a, a young boy's blood. You know, especially if they were, if they were fear-driven, like, made the blood pump, you know. Yeah, that's the adrenochrome. They want to get that adrenaline in there. But, you know, that's probably not true. And when I try to just point blank this shit, and again, we're rehashing things we've said a million times, but if you're new, just to catch up on where we are, because we're about to dive pretty deep. And this isn't even conspiracy theory at this point. It's conspiracy no. fact. When we covered it, it was a conspiracy theory. This yeah. was before he got busted. And it's turned into conspiracy fact. Yeah. I mean, it was fact then. It's just that now, you know... The public's gotten more of a taste of it. And I'll be honest with you, the first time I heard of this shit was InfoWars. I mean, it was before Alex Jones was InfoWars. He was on, like, GCN way back in the day. And it was just like, well, I mean, there's global pedophile rings. There's powerful people that have sex with kids. Like, I've, <laughs> I've heard that for so long. It's not yeah. funny, but it is funny that it, it came down to that, where it's now public information. Everyone knows about it. Everyone's seen the Netflix thing, especially now that we've been locked in our houses because of coronavirus. I mean, that's like always in the top 10 on Netflix. So people understand it, but what are we going to do about it? I mean, that, that because of Netflix putting that out, they captured just lane. Yeah. So when 
as much truth as we already have, when are we going to get the rest? And it, I, I don't know if it comes down to, I mean, every week there's a new Ghislaine update. Well, not only that, man, it's like they're trying to make uh, uh, sexual orientation with children a normal thing. You see that? I mean, that's been going on, man. I mean, it's just like that's not normal. You don't do no, that. No, it's not know? normal. So it's like. Uh, it, it is really, I mean, it's one of three of the only wrong things. I'll tell you right now, you know, people protest, you know, with this whole Black Lives Matter thing, which is great. But, uh, like, at some point, when are we going to start giving a fuck about kids and the abuse of kids? And then if those type of people that think that it's normal to want to have sexual issues with a kid, what if they take the streets and they decide they want to protest because their rights are being violated? we got to stomp them. You have to stop them. we got to stomp them. Those type of people can't exist. They can't. It's like you can say it's mental health. It's whatever. But if if the country allows that kind of shit to happen, there's a problem in the matrix. Listen, folks, you know? before we get too far down that road again, let me say one of my best friends works for – ICE. Some people here and I go, ICE, that's the enemy. Listen, they're not only immigration. He specifically deals in internet crimes. I, of course, would never give it up, but it, it's the most courageous job in the world to me because this guy does the work of busting pedophiles. Yeah. Finds what they're doing online. Physically brings them in. Questions them. There's nobody you've ever met that's more experienced in dealing with them. And he has told me, and scientific research Confers right along with what he said, 95% reoffend. It doesn't go away. And think about the shit that you're into. Yeah. You like to eat ass. Yeah. You think about it all the time. I'm going to reoffend. If so, yeah. <laughs> if someone was like, don't eat my ass, you couldn't help yourself. No. Nope. So, scientifically, they have to be cold. And the, and the reason why they get away with something. Dude, today I was telling you about a kid I had to deal with. And and uh, an older gentleman was wa- like basically watching porn with a teenager. And at I a had, church. Well, not at a church, but there was a church relationship. Church. Right. And I tell the, the guy who's got guardianship of it. And he's like, man, you know, that's a whole new can of worms. And it's like, no, no, no. You have to do something about that. That's a problem. You can't just make an excuse for yeah, this. Yeah, the guy is not just it. doing it to He's kids. He's not going to exactly. fix that. God's not going to fix that. Exactly. You know, that's what's so fucking crazy. And that's why they go to places it's like that. It's the perfect refuge because it's like, oh, I fell off of God's path. Now I'm back in. I've prayed. We fixed it. No, you didn't. You're a weasel. You're a worm. You're the highest level of deceiver. You're a professional con man on top of. They become the best. Yeah. At covering up and hiding things because they have to. And they need to. But they need to be fucking eradicated, But you know what's so fucking nuts to me is, like, people are, like, you know, talking about punching Nazis and shit like that. It's like, those people can change. Yes. They can change. Correct. These people can't. Uh, Not at all. How come we are not out punching the fuck out of pedophiles? They can't come around here. You got to go somewhere else. It should be a legality. And before you hit us with the right wing thing, and we are, I'm about to dig, because we've ran and raved on this on almost every episode ever. But it's an important topic, and it's important to both of us more than anything. Yeah. I mean, we've been abused. You're in the field of it all the time. Yeah, I see it every uh, day. But, we're, but on, what I hate even more is this idea that Donald Trump is trying to purge the world of pedophiles. Guys, listen, number one, he is a pedophile. Number one, first and foremost, he's that. Number two, if that was the case, why wouldn't he just say, okay, fair game? Green light. If someone's a pedophile 
and you see them outside, you can hit them. Yeah. They won't come outside anymore. For the same reason why. That's why we got to vote for ICP. Did yeah. you know that the Insane Clown Posse was on Chris Hansen's web show yep. last week? Mm-hmm. Talking about the guy from Blood on the Dance Floor who is like a big-time pedophile. Yeah, they said just fucking open a can Stop of on him. Juggalos. Again. That's why that band broke up. Juggalo culture, brother. I mean. They got it down. You know, dude. <laughs> that thing is, is like we live in a society where it's just a complete normalcy. Like I deal with kids that come in from DHS. They go to a home. They get abused by somebody sexually. Yes. Then they stay with us. Then they are allowed to go back to the home they were sexually abused at because they didn't find anything. Or it's like if a kid accuses somebody of that and then there's like other kids that say something and you allow them to go back and you allow those people to have kids continuously, there's a problem in the system. And it's not just one or two things I've ever heard of. It's, it's uh, over 12 where I've heard of kids being abused and they're allowed to go back to this. You know, it's like, what the fuck is going on? We got to end it. But all that said to say this, if we don't follow down, if us as a society does not follow down this Jeffrey Epstein case and take down those in power who have not only abused their power, because no matter how you feel about pedophilia, they have taken control of our entire planet pull the wool over all of our eyes just to be able to hang on to the wealth that their great-grandparents amassed. Yep. And their great-grandparents figured it out and through generations of being spoiled, disgusting, driveling, rich, inundated with old ideals... They've spawned this pedophile culture amongst elite people, and they will do anything to hang on to it. And their anything is something that we can't even grasp mentally because they have unlimited financial means. They can pay anyone they want to to use whatever tactics, media, physical tactics, military tactics, government tactics – they can use anybody in any organization they want to because of the almighty dollar. Because at the end of the day, 99% of people will look the other way or join the team sure. of the most evil acts ever taken part in our society for money. No matter what you believe in. And it starts here. It doesn't start here. It should end here. I mean, this is where we have the most mainstream look at it. Because, again, if this shit has come to light, think about what's in the dark. It was so hard to track this guy down and put a case together. And as soon as he was about to face his day in court, pa, lights out. Well, no, he's had a, another case in court. Exactly. And he got, but he got completely let go. Yeah, by, they didn't even listen to the, the women that were talking about, like, he did this to me, did this. The federal government allowed him to go yeah the guy that's the i think he's the attorney general now yeah is the guy that set over his case in florida that gave him a lenient sentence yeah. and he doesn't have to answer for it. i think trump ended up having to dismiss him once all that came to light again but he still made it that far yeah he's still rich and it, he's and still it, powerful it's fucked up is like he was doing this three to four times a day oh man and it 
I mean, 12 years ago is when he was first charged. And it's, we're talking about brutalizing countless girls and, and women. And, you know, you've probably seen the documentary on Netflix. There's a 2020 thing out where you can hear them going into the accounts. I mean, he was – not only was he abusing children, but if they were younger women, 18, 19, 20 years old – Way too young for him. He was physically abusive, mentally abusive. He raped them. I mean, he's quoted as saying, younger the better. Strangled them. Yes. I mean, he liked him younger. But if you were 20 years old, it's not like you met Jeffrey and he was like, hey, how are you? And you guys met and got along and had consensual sex. No, he wanted to rape you. He wanted to physically dominate. And he wasn't like a powerful guy physically. It was all mental. But he would force himself upon anybody if he ever got the chance. If you were ever alone with him, it sounds like his exact M.O., was to make people uncomfortable, but you can, we can, it, the worst part about all this is just a cesspool of elite people. A lot of them are New York socialites and they allowed him to operate his entire circle with impunity on purpose. I mean, he had these, these crazy dinner parties with the most elite people in the world. He had his private jet, the Lolita Express. He had a private island. He was supposedly a hedge fund billionaire. We talked all, all about this in the last episode, so I won't go too much in his backstory. But, you know, Bill Clinton was one of his best friends. Donald Trump was a good friend of his. And you look at that painting that he had of Bill Clinton wearing the dress. Yeah. That's just, you know, what? how would you feel if I had a painting of you in a dress in my living room? Wait, you know, a lot of the, the, the things that happen with, like, uh, Government officials and federal officials wearing dresses goes back to the FBI uh, during JFK. Well, I can't remember the guy's name. He was head of J, uh, head of the FBI at the time. Oh, uh, god damn, dude, Hoover, Hoover. But he was Jagger Hoover. He would wear dresses and prance around in his room and yeah, and do things like that. So you know, and also you look at things like Bohemian Grove. Oh yeah, where they would have gay porn stars serve stuff to them. Food, hors d'oeuvres, drinks, also wearing dresses. There's like this kind of weird dynamic with that. It is emasculating somebody in a sense that I think the whole deal, I think the relationship between Epstein and Clinton, Epstein had what Clinton wanted. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you're president. doesn't matter that you have unlimited money. doesn't matter... That you could get basically anything you wanted. What mattered is that you could go to an island privately and have sex. He was a financier for uh, Victoria's Secret. It's how he made a majority of his money. Well, but the Victoria's Secret is owned by Lex Wexler, yeah, who is a generational millionaire, yeah, and he owned Victoria's Secret, sure. But he worked. For, he was Lex's accountant. Yeah, and Lex, that's who needs to come down. He's like one of the main figureheads because if he's he financed Epstein, he financed Justine. Yeah, he's the money guy. He's got more money than anybody, and he's in this Epstein documentary being like, "I can't believe the way that I got scammed, dude. Give me a fucking break." Yeah, you. <laughs> Got yourself your own in-house pimp on purpose. He was, I'm sure that he is like the the head of 
Well, it's just like fucking Victoria's Secret's a, a, a corporate entity, you know, for women's underwear. Epstein was a corporate entity for elite people to be able to have sex with children. Yeah. Yeah, he was, no, one, of, he, he was one of Lex Wessler's businesses for sure. Yeah. But the, the scope that he had of powerful people, but like I was saying with Bill Clinton, for example, what, if, you, like if you're a kid, you're like, what's the most powerful, important thing you could do? Oh, be president of the United States. But that didn't matter to Bill Clinton, like going to Epstein's Island and being able to privately have sex with young women and children. That's what he wanted, and he was able to get that through Epstein. So because of that, I feel like Epstein knew that the fucking president was his bitch. He could never yeah. go down because he owned Bill Clinton. Like and I think, that's, I think that's exactly what that painting signified. I think that's a lot of the, the people that we're going to talk about here. That it's, he, that's the culture. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring this all up because I think we missed over that a little bit last time. And the, there's so many lawyers that are involved in it. There's so many snarky, smarmy ways he was able to sneak through getting charged with shit. Um, and there's so many fucking questions we can't answer. But the main thing that we can figure out right now is the bipartisan crowd that gave him the clearance to get away with it. I mean, it wasn't just Clinton and, and Trump. I mean, you had Harvard. I mean, in this, I'm going to get into how his ties to Harvard were way deeper than they thought when he died. Um, the Council on Foreign Relations, lawyers, the New York prosecutor, Cy Vance Jr., and it was his office that tried to downgrade Epstein's sex offender status that he originally picked up in Florida. They tried to knock it down. And that's powerful lawyers. And how about Ken Starr, who tried to pressure Republican Justice Department officials to keep the Epstein case from ever being prosecuted? Ken Starr is the guy that brought the case against Bill Clinton for Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. It's the same people doing the same shit. Yep. There is no body at the top at this level who's looking out for you you would hear ken Starr and think i mean he's the guy that tried to bring down an immoral president no no he saw a shot and he took it yeah but it's the same guy in the same breath who tried to keep epstein out of trouble again if you take any online courses about human trafficking or you go in, in into a course about human trafficking they talk about how these people are able to coerce these girls and these kids into coming and getting the money. You know, it starts out as you want to make some extra cash. Yes. Or why do you uh, – and, you know, it sucks that your parents talk to you like that because they're on Facebook. They're on all this other yes. stuff. Yes. Well, let me take you out to dinner or you want to make some money. And they live in these low-income areas. Yep. Or they hang out outside of foster homes or they hang out outside of shelters. And they, they're looking for kids that are broken. Right. That That's exactly money. who they preyed on. And is, this is what he did. He did this in Florida. He was going to these different places and paying them two, three hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. You know, they would make more money if they had have sex with him. It, I mean, you know, we're talking about pulling in girls, and it, it was it's grooming. So, you, you know, you find a 16-year-old girl who comes from where she's never had anything. She gets abused all the time. She has no options in her mind. Because when you're a kid, you don't know what the world has for you. You don't know ways out. You don't know that things might blow over by the time you're 22, 23. I mean, and I'm not talking about people mentally healing from wounds. I'm talking about, you know, how high school is. You yeah. think that this is your life forever because it's all you know. And you, you get this fucking billionaire and he shows you everything he's got. They talk to you about going, traveling. Those are opportunities that you will never, ever have. And no. you know it. And if he's going to pay you three, 400 bucks to give him a massage 
And that's what he would do the first four or five times until he took a shot. And the other thing, too, is like, you and know, I, it's, you, when you're a kid and you have somebody consistently going, you know, I care about you, I love you, and they're giving you this money, and then then that guy is getting paid by somebody else to have sex with the girl that you supposedly care about, and they go, well, you love me, don't you? You'll have sex with this guy. Yeah. There's money in it for you. And Same it's like, thing. Well, I'm doing this because you, and, I, and, it's, and most of them had already been sexually abused. I have, that's already been normal. I've been working the job I've been at for three years. I don't think there's never been a single kid in that shelter that hasn't been abused that way. So think about that. Yeah. Last three years, and, and and guess what, man? If I have one kid in there, that's a very small number. Usually, it's up to like six or seven kids that have been sexually abused in that way, where they're groomed. You know, and these traffickers will they'll. They get somehow the kids will sneak in a cell phone. They'll be, I'm here at this place, and then they'll run away. And we'll never see them again. It's because they're picking them up outside, and then they're taking them to the next place, and the next place, and the next place. I got a kid right now who's been missing for two months. God and, damn it! And she was definitely being trafficked beforehand. Yeah. So it's like, you know, these these people are able to get away, and then what happens? They get caught. Nothing's gonna fucking Nothing. happen. These dudes make upwards of they. I, a dude said in an interview one time privately in, in this like class thing that we took that he would make $20,000 a week from a kid. And that's a low-tier trafficker. So somebody like this is making millions a week, yeah, if not yeah. more. Unlimited. Tell, you know? and, and when you're making that type of money, it becomes more of the power of your relationships. Sure. And you'll do anything to have power. And you'll, you'll yes, blackmail Get people involved, and then you have Alan Dershowitz, who is the biggest piece of shit of all time. I mean, he is still the guy that one of the guys that represented O.J. Simpson, all-star lawyer, who's gone out of his way. I mean, he was in that documentary, like the craziest shit in the documentary is like she's never said that anybody, no one has ever said that I had sex with them, and this one girl who's saying that I did have sex with her, I challenge her to say on camera that I did have sex with her. And then she said, that's the, the next clip they showed, because they did it the right way. Yeah. She says, he had sex with me against my consent. Because no one would ever consent to have sex with that man. Yeah. Except the prostitute. And you know who's going to believe her? Because this all has to do with social class and who has what money. That's the issue, too. Is like, you know, that guy looks like, uh, fuck, who, uh, who made Dawn of the Dead? Ramirez? Uh, George Romero. Romero. Damn it. He looks like George Romero made him. Yeah. He looks like a George Romero creature. Yeah. Dershowitz. So there's no way <laughs> that anybody. Well, you, know, you think like, like the, this whole social class thing is, is the prime target because if we, get, if we got rid of this shit, the, a lot of the problems in the world would be solved because yeah. you wouldn't look at people as less than equals. Right. And homeless people and people that don't make enough money, they're the prime targets for people like that because nobody will believe them. Correct. They just think they're looking for opportunity to make money because they're broke, they're poor, they're homeless. So one thing that I skipped over last time, back in 2015, Gawker, who get, I mean, they're, they're a shitty entity overall. I mean, that's who Hulk Hogan sued for $100 million in one. Damn. Because they exposed the details of his affair with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. <laughs> or they actually leaked the, they leaked the sex tape. That's what happened. But in 2015, they published Epstein's Little Black Book. That came out in court proceedings after a former Epstein employee took it from Epstein's home around 2005 and tried to sell it. 
The workers said that the book had been created by people who worked for Epstein, and it, it contained the names and phone numbers of more than 100 victims, plus hundreds of social contacts, along with the logs of Epstein's private planes, which were released in 2015. And that paints a picture of a man deeply embellished in the highest social circles. And that is, that's where we got the information for that, like those private logs. Whenever you travel somewhere in an airplane, you have to keep a log. Just like if you drive a semi-truck, you got to keep a log. That's how people knew who had been on his plane. These documents constitute a, a small glance into the way that society opened itself to Epstein in New York, Hollywood, Palm Beach. And in the weeks and months and years after he's been arrested... We've all learned from the documentaries, from the articles about the groups that he would travel with, the ways that powerful lawyers, powerful lawyers that were friends of his clients, the social circles he moved in. We're learning more and more, but we need all of the answers. Uh, and, and you can look at people that he was connected with, um, like Jay Gatsby. He was a fixer, a fixer, sexual hedonist, and uh, god damn it, what's wrong with my mind? This guy was like the old school Donald Trump. Yeah, that I'm trying to think of. What the fuck, Roy Cohn? That's who I'm thinking of. Roy Cohn was like a millionaire businessman, playboy. That was trying to get into politics. But he was just a fucking animal. He would hang out at Studio 54, do blow all night, beat up hookers, have sex with kids. I mean, he was just old school. In the early 70s and 80s, he was what you would call a favor broker. Which is basically what Epstein is. You have you're able to grant favors to politicians, and in exchange for that favor, now you have information on them yeah. that you can cash in. Which again, once you have all the money that you need, that's way more important than money. And that, like Studio Fifty Four used to be. That's another thing that people don't know is that was old school pedophile circle shit. Yeah, people's like, no, it was just glamorous partying. Well. Kind of, but it was most... I mean, that's where David Bowie was fucking kids at. Yeah. Uh, and then that's where politicians would go. I mean, they would let kids in. They would openly do cocaine, and they would all have sex with kids. Sure. And people would be like, oh, it was just a different time. But that, there's never a different time. There's not a different time. Listen, what, like you hear of terrible crimes in the world, okay? And the one that makes you want... To kill a motherfucker is when they do something to a kid. And you know what's crazy is that a guy, I remember the kid that was, uh, I guess he was either watching a little boy or uh, he was hanging out with a little boy or something and the dad caught him molesting him and he about beat him to fucking death. Yeah. They took him to jail. They took the dad to jail. The kid went to jail too. Yeah. But, you know. They gave the dad a bigger charge because it was like attempted murder or some shit. Yeah. Okay. You killed that kid. I mean, unfortunately, I'm sorry. You you just fucking kill people like that. You have to. Because if you don't do that, it's 
it could be a learned behavior. It could also be a medical thing. There's people out there that are, are. I don't think it matters, man. I think if you have it, you got to go. I know. At least Kim will get castrated. I, I think what? if you, I think if you act on it, you need to go. I know people that are. I don't know them personally, but I know people who have obsessions about it. They don't act on it. They know it's wrong, and they try to get help. That's one thing. But if you're actively out hunting kids and trying to have sex with them because you're a piece of shit and you know what's wrong, you got to go. Got to go. You got to fucking go. But what I'm getting into, and I'm I'm goofing this up a little bit, but this guy. I was so fucking mad, dude. I, I know. That's what, that's what always makes dude. these episodes hard for us because we get too mad about oh, it. Man. But, this, uh, but the, yeah, this guy, Roy Cohn, he was like the old school version of a Donald Trump, Jeffrey Epstein type of character. But on top, I mean, he was like a real estate developer, but mostly he was involved in, in bringing young girls into elite. Can I get one of those two? Into elite circles. I mean, and he, he had close personal relationships. And what, what I'm bringing up about Studio 54, he had relationships with Nancy Reagan. He had relationships with, check this shit out, the Catholic Archdiocese of New York. He was good friends with Andy Warhol, good friends with Rupert Murdoch, good friends with Dershowitz, and Donald Trump back in the Studio 54 days. I'm not surprised. But this shit is not ending. It's not new. It's been around. It's just part of elite society. There was a girl, the girl that came up during the middle of his campaign, Trump's campaign, said that she had done some shit. She came back out and said it again, and like I only heard about it for one day, and then it went away. Because nobody cares. Something else has to happen, you know, in between. That's what always happens is, oh, well, this happened. Okay, well, there's a virus. You know, it's like, I think that's real. But I also I also think, and you, and you can do whatever. They've, they've proven that that shit is affected by UV rays by the sun. They've scientifically proven that. So that means that shit was in a lab and never exposed to sunlight. And they yeah. were trying to make some other shit, and somehow it got out. Well, now I wouldn't be look. <laughs> no, I mean it's, it's not even a matter of if it's a, it's a fact. It is a fact. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Uh, I've heard the lab made. I've heard that theory, and I've heard the lab made theory. It makes sense for sure. And I mean, again, what I always try to look at at the most at the way that makes the most sense is it's the richest of the rich, yeah. trying to stay rich, trying to hold on to what they have, and it, it, and dude, motherfucking anything's possible. That's what the, that's this Epstein shit. My thing is, what two things kill a virus? I don't Heat know. and cold. That's every virus ever. Yeah. So the shit lives indoors. So public places, like, you should definitely wear a mask when you're going in somewhere. Oh, the anti-mask shit. Yeah, I was dude, telling you earlier. The, oh, it's crazy. It's so funny to me because, like, look, I don't – I'm not online enough to get a – I've never got a personal glimpse at somebody trying to take a run. At, at being like an anti-mask person. Now, every time I post something funny about masks, I lose friends on Facebook. Yeah. Which is, I have no idea who, because there's some, but it's funny. Uh, but I just, I feel like it's hilarious to see me, like, walking into Walmart and those people that are online. And I have seen share pe- people share these posts or screenshot them where they're like, these fucking liberal pussies. Like, imagine thinking that you're a hard guy. That you're just immune. That you're tough. Yeah. You're a real American. You drive a truck. You're tough. You don't need a mask because it's bullshit. And then you see me wearing a mask. You're not going to say nothing. And Walmart. No, of course you wouldn't say anything, but you have to at least consider. <laughs> you might be fucking wrong, yeah. you dumb fuck. 
Because you're not hard. I mean, that's the thing, man. Is like if, I I never I'm I'm always in the middle. I never really pick a side here. And so like my wife who works indoors. You know, when I go into a place, she's like, wear your mask. And then I'll, I'll like, say something like, well, you don't have to do that everywhere. You literally have to do that inside or at nighttime. That's when the shit, you know, pretty much postures up or whatever. And so then, you know, you get, you get, I'm sure we've been, somebody's like, well, they, they support Donald Trump. Do not. I don't support the other side either. No. I'm on the side that's like uh, me. Get the, like me and my people that I care about. That's who I care about. Don't fuck with that. That's the side I'm on. You know, yeah. Well, let's not spend too much time on that shit because no, no, no. I'm. This, uh, this to me has a little bit to do with that. Because in a way, I'm sure. But look, I look at it more like this. Here, here's what I was trying to say about like what's the most logical about people trying to keep their wealth and their power and their control. I think that it could anything could happen. This could be yeah. like it doesn't matter how this virus came about. It's a real threat to humanity, even if it was not engineered, which I it probably was not. Yeah, I mean, even if it was not engineered to poison society, uh, so the rich. Elite pedophiles can continue to operate with a distraction. Even if it was just happened, it was a natural occurrence. They will use it for that. Sure. They will take the gift no matter what happened. Anything that could be made into a, a media cycle overlapping Jeffrey Epstein, over, overlapping Ghislaine Maxwell, anything, the, the, the riots – Black Lives Matter protests, anything, yeah. anything, they'll use it. Rodney King, when Clinton was in shit, when Bush was in shit, I'm telling you, they'll use anything. Well, it's a whole two sides have a story thing, but there's also just one story. That's the truth. Well, they control and, the media. And if you, <laughs> yeah, well, if you continuously pit people against each other, dude, th- shit is so high right now. I mean, like, that's why there's a, that's why people, media is a left and a right. Look, yeah, I just told you yeah, about yeah, Rupert yeah. Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch is in this circle of elites. He owns almost the news. Exactly. Syndicates. Exactly. Everybody's cut from the same cloth. Once you have that type of money, you're in. You think Richard Branson is chill? Yeah. What do you think these people are like? too, man, you know, you motherfuckers want to be punk rock and shit. Punk rock used to be this. It used to be fuck the establishment. What happened to that? And now everybody says right wing, it's this. No, punk rock is fuck everybody else that doesn't give a shit about you and the people that are smaller than you. Right. We're supposed to be for the lowest class of people. Yeah, man. We're supposed to be for us. We we're, we're everybody's starving, man. Everybody's trying to make do. Yeah, and, and you guys, you, but yeah, you make it right or left. Effect, that's you, bullshit. You, you, you follow, but but it's just no one. You got to just know better. I mean, I'm telling you, a great place for anyone to start that doesn't understand this is Adbusters. Yeah, start at Adbusters. Get, look, if you think that you, we're conspiracy kooks, we're so much milder than you've probably heard elsewhere. But if you feel like we're just blowing smoke or we don't know enough you're right about that part but i'm telling you now if you want to learn about how media works just check out adbusters yeah watch the documentary read one of their magazines we're controlled we're absolutely controlled by media and through advertising but i digress this all does tie together i feel like i'm rambling we're rambling a little bit now yeah, yeah, yeah. but i want to get to the people in in epstein's contacts just so people get an idea because it's not it's not all politicians and it's not all it's like such a weird what I would consider the elite ruling class is such a weird mix of people. We can start here. Woody Allen. Jeffrey Epstein kept a photograph of his friend Woody Allen 
on his wall a picture where he was photographed walking with him on the Upper East Side. They had more than just living in the same neighborhood in common because years before his relationship with Mia Farrow, Alan had carried on with a 16-year-old girl he had met at Elaine's named Babby Christina Engelhart. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, she wondered if she was the inspiration for Manhattan, which is Woody Allen's 1979 movie about a man in his 40s who dates a high school student. It was nominated for two Academy Awards. Englehart had sex with Woody Allen more than 100 times, she says. Sometimes she had sex with Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. The whole thing was a game that was being operated solely by Woody, so we never quite knew where we stood, she said. Englehart went on to become Epstein's assistant. Yep. Guys. Groomed her. Yep. Brought her up, brought her in, moved her on. Well, it's like all that shit came out about Kevin Spacey. Who the fuck was he hanging out with? Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Come on. Like, when the fuck are, you, are we How about this? Charles. Prince Charles Althorpe, Princess Diana's brother. Name, phone number, email, private cell phone number, fax machine number, all found in Jeffrey Epstein's black book. Dubbin Anderson, Dr. Eva. She was a doctor and former Miss Sweden. Her name was found on Epstein's private jet log. Epstein's ex-girlfriend and her husband, billionaire hedge funder Glenn Dubbin, had Epstein over for Thanksgiving dinner in 2009. They told his probation officer that they were 100% comfortable with Epstein being around their teenage daughter. That was reported in Insider. She created a foundation so Epstein could donate to her breast cancer charity without attaching his name. And as soon as the fucking news came out, this came out in Insider, the Dubbins are horrified by the new allegations against Jeffrey Epstein. Had they been aware of the vile and unspeakable conduct described in these new allegations, they would have cut off all ties and certainly not allowed their children to be in his presence. However... Just to reiterate where I was saying that Insider reported that they were 100% comfortable with him being around their teenage daughter, they had to report that to his probation officer. What was he on probation for? Sex trafficking a minor. So yes, had they known, they would have been shocked and appalled. That's like saying if I knew that you smelled bad. Mm-hmm. If I just knew, I wouldn't talk to you. Yeah. If I just had some inkling of an idea, if someone would have just warned me, I couldn't just look at you and go, God, <laughs> that smells bad. But you still do it. Yeah, I do. I love you. Yeah. I don't even think you stink, but you, I'm just making a yeah, point. No, you know, I take a shower every once in a while. I'll try I don't to, think you smell bad. I try bad. to change my habits. This is what we call satire, an allegory. Yeah. Can't say allegory without Al Gore. The elite. Yep. They're at the top and we're at the bottom. And of course, somebody who's pulled out in hot water right now, Prince Andrew, Duke of York. Hung out with Epstein all the time. <clears throat> Prince Andrew's the second son of Queen Elizabeth II. Years long relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Supposedly, they were introduced by Ghislaine Maxwell 
who was either Epstein's girlfriend or his aide, mistress, mistress, essentially, Ghislaine was a madam of Jeffrey Epstein's vast brothel. I mean, she was beautiful, smart, a soothing voice to these young girls to just say, I was where you were at. Now look at me. I got it all. Don't you want it all? That's somebody that you would look at and feel like you wanted to be if you were a 16-year-old girl who came from nothing. She was wearing Chanel, Gucci, Dior. Looked like a model. Was a model. And had it all. That's what you would want. That's why she was there. And she brought everybody from clients to girls along with Epstein. And now she's in custody. Epstein had brought the prince to his townhouse. He didn't even refer to him as Sir Lord. He called him Andy. Prince Andrew has had Epstein and Maxwell to parties at the Sandringham House, which is the Queen's country retreat in Norfolk. They got a weird alliance. He's a royal, born in. Epstein's a boy from Brooklyn who made it to the big time. They got nothing in common except one thing. Pedophilia. Pedophilia. Simple as that. Why do they know each other? We know why they know each other. Their relationship in the media was built on relaxing. Supposedly, Jeffrey had Andrew put on sweatpants for the first time in his life. What? Yeah, that's the type of shit that Vanity Fair would report on the regular. These bosom buddies. Shut wow, the this fuck is up. Really important. Shut the fuck up. Man, shit like this makes me go, was they, is David Icke right? <laughs> like, he fucking about all a lot aliens, of things. Dude. Well, here's the issue. Here's uh, the issue. Here's the big issue that kind of with people scary. like David Icke and yeah. Alex Jones is about the pedophilia rings. Yeah. They're right. But they make money, and there's only so much people want to hear about. It's like right now, this probably wasn't going to be one of our most popping episodes. Yeah. Because people get tired of hearing about it. Because it's a mental labor. It's taxing. Yeah. That's not enjoyable. You know? I'm not having a good time. No, I'm man. trying to pop jokes in here and there. But oh, it's hard dude. to do because it's, it's stressful. And look, I'm, look, it's hard for me to get through. It's hard for you to get through. But we need to. We have to as a society yeah. overcome this shit. And these are things we have to understand. Andrew stood by Epstein after his release from a 13-month prison sentence. Andrew was the star attraction at the party he threw to re-enter society. Katie Kirk, George Stephanopoulos were also at the goddamn party. Katie Kirk, huh? America's sweetheart? The face of your news? Stephanopoulos? The guy who isn't afraid to take stabs at Trump and take down the right wing through his media presence? Yeah. Not scared. But fucks kids. The British press wrung their hands with equal parts plain and glee when they discovered that Sarah, the perennially indebted Duchess of York, 
She's the original Fergie. That's a fun fact. All right. That's what her Weight Watchers crew calls her. <laughs> the media found out that she took $15,000 directly from Jeffrey Epstein to pay off one of her creditors. And that was a deal brokered by her ex-husband and a former, a former employee at Epstein's Palm Beach mansion had sworn in deposition that the Duke was a longtime guest who enjoyed massages and naked pool parties, which, of course, Prince Andy denied ever attending and says he has no idea ever in his life about a naked pool party. Come on. The ongoing affiliation with Epstein likely contributed to the end of Andrew's duties as UK trade envoy. In 2015, Virginia Roberts Guffrey alleged in a court filing that Andrew was one of the powerful friends to whom Epstein lent her out for sex. Buckingham Palace issued a statement emphatically denying the allegation. She hasn't pressed her case further in court, but a photograph of the Duke with his arm around 17-year-old Robert Guffrey, with Ghislaine Maxwell right next to him, sure didn't help their case. And she's the one of the girls in that Netflix documentary speaking out. And, well, the, and the thing is, when you look at that photo, it's not like just his arm around her. It's right by her ass. It's, like, it's, it's, it's a you, setup. Ugh. It's clear in the photo that Ghislaine is introducing him to her she, the girl's happy about it in the picture, sure, because when you're a kid, you don't know. We need a kill pedophile shirt. Yeah, well, don't want to go to jail. <laughs> Did that one fucking company had uh, kill your local drug dealer? Why can't we get away with kill pedophiles? I mean, I'm sure we could get away from it, but I guarantee you we get some unwanted attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think I can that. get fired, really. You take me to jail for that shit. Vittorio Asaf, he owns a very popular Upper East Side restaurant, Serafina. Doug Band flew on Lolita Express. Epstein had all of his contact information. He was a one-time White House intern. He was Bill Clinton's bag carrier, body man, fixer, and all-purpose gatekeeper. Band arranged for the former president to travel to Africa on Epstein 727 in 2002. Band would go on to help his boss found the Clinton Global, Global Initiative in 2005, a choice platform for which he launched his own lucrative favored trading corporate advisory firm, Tinio. Through that time, he took a number of trips on Epstein's plane and attended parties at his townhouse. Band resigned from his position at GCI in 2012 when leaked emails showed that Band was trading accusations with Chelsea Clinton over conflicts of interest in a war influence over her parents. More recently, Band has been teaching a public service class at New York University. Alec Baldwin. He sure denies knowing Epstein, but his name appears in his black book with all of his current contact information. Steve Bannon, remember that guy? Mm -hmm. The liver spotted freak? 
that was the White House's chief strategist, worked for Trump, was all about that boogaloo shit. Yep. August 2018, the New York Post reported that Bannon had been seen entering Epstein's townhouse. Neither Bannon nor Epstein has commented on the substance of their meeting. But when Ivanka Trump condemned Roy Moore's campaign in Alabama, stating there's a special place in hell for people who prey on children, Bannon, who backed Moore, responded, what about the allegations with your dad and a 13-year-old? It was unclear. It was, God damn it, it was a clear reference to the woman who had accused Donald Trump and Epstein of raping her when she was 13. Come on, folks. Donald Barr. Barr was ousted shortly before Epstein, 21, and without a college degree, showed up for the first day of work teaching math and physics at the Manhattan's elite Dalton School in the early 1970s. Barr announced his resignation soon after, in February 1974. He was disliked by the faculty. He was highly controversial. He hadn't raised much money. He was very conservative, said the board's chairman. Barr's leadership style was described as authoritarian and undemocratic at the time. Memorably, several former students told the New York Times that Epstein was overly familiar with teenage girls at the school. Donald's son, William, would intersect with Epstein's orbit while serving as a counsel at Kirkland and Ellis in 2009. The law firm secured Epstein his obscenely lenient 2007 non-prosecution deal, which the Justice Department is reviewing, supposed to be this year, coming up in July. But not anymore, motherfucker, because he dead. Barr, the son, refused to recuse himself from the ongoing Epstein investigation. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Who knows? Well, we know. We do know. Tom Barrick, a current Trump advisor and a private equity manager. Name found in Epstein's black book. In the book Fire and Fury, Michael Wolff wrote that Trump, Epstein, and Barrick were a set of three nightlife musketeers during the 80s and 90s. Completely believe it. They were all hanging out at Studio 54 mm-hmm. together. Why would it change? That's the thing with Trump, where he goes back to say, like, uh, you know, Epstein's a bad guy. I didn't know him well. What I did know of him, he was in circles, events, charities, cross paths, didn't know him that well. Bad man, completely lost ties. But you were doing blow with him in Studio 54. Yeah. And the same people that he was around today, you've been around in New York. For 50 fucking years. And we're supposed to just believe that this guy is the guy that. Well, there's videos of them fucking hanging out. Of course there is. Of course there is. They're talking about young coos. (sighs) And we're supposed to believe that this is the guy that's going to rid the world of pedophiles. Huh? That's what he's doing in Washington. That's the great mystery. Man. Well. Never mind, because we don't have a cameraman currently. Yeah. Isn't he supposed to come to, like, Little Rock or some shit? Speak up. Isn't he supposed to come to Little Rock? Trump? Yeah. Maybe. We ought to just show up with a megaphone and call him a pedophile, dude, and see yeah. how that goes. Dude, just fight the whole crowd. Sure. I'm down. 
I'm with it. We can go to jail, dude. I'm down with it. No Donald Trump supporters are going to fight us. No, they can't fight. Well, not only can they not fight, but we're what they want to be. Yeah. The thing about that, like, over-machismo drive of his base, they want this. But they don't want to work for it. Nope. So they can't get it. So the internal struggle lashes out. But when those people find out that you're not on their team, they're shocked. I mean, the guy, this is a hilarious story today that I didn't tell you yet. Because you know how I am with chiropractors. Yeah. And I walked it back a little bit. But last week he said something weird to me where he was like, yeah, you know, if, if you just have the common cold, you test positive for COVID. Just said that. Just because. Yeah. He was asking about a restaurant or my restaurant. And I was like, huh. And, you know, he's got like a Blue Lives Matter mask thing. Sure. Well, today he started slipping in stuff about liberal. He's like, yeah, you know, I know how liberal people are about restaurants being open right now. I think he's just fishing for a friend probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, yeah, I mean, dude, I'll be honest with you. It's not really a liberal issue. It's a human issue. No matter what caused it, we're all kind of in a, in a fucking mess right now. And the president definitely ain't helping out. He's like, you don't think so? It's like, no, man, not at all. He's fucking blowing it big time. He looks fucking stupider every day. Yeah. Like I've said several times, I think he's hilarious, and he is still, but on like a way different wavelength, he seems completely lost. But he was like, you don't like Trump? No, man. He is blown away. Yeah. Blown away. Man, there was uh, somebody at, our, at my gym the other day. It's like more and more people test, then the more and more potters we have, but we don't know which is which. Well, he's that's like, what Trump said, but he's well, he was like fucking retard. Less than 1% of people have it. And I'm like, you're right. You're right about that. But if you take a test and you pass the test because you studied for it, did you pass the test? Like, yeah. I was like, so somebody shoves some shit up my nose and it comes up that I have COVID. You're telling me that's the flu? You're telling me that's whatever? It's like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense because a shit, very rarely is a flu a thing in the middle of summertime. Right. So it's like, dude, you don't, what the fuck are you talking about? You're just, just repeating hear, the shit yes, that you hear. Exactly. And it's like, I, I'm a skeptic about a lot of shit with this stuff, but it's like, dude, like, it, but it's just pointing knows. out. It's just I'm pointing not. out to like people are so willing to fall in line, yeah, with what they think they're supposed to be, and they're they just assume. Like the, he's looking at me, he's like, "All right, this guy's in here because he's fucking lifted too much weight and, and walked his back. He owns a small business, tattoos, big guy, short hair." We're the same. Looks like Chet. Looks like Chet. We're the same. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was shocked to find out we weren't. And, I mean, we didn't, like, get into a discussion or anything, but it's just like, dog, don't even don't bring that shit up. Like, this is why you're not a doctor. You're a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, and that's a lot. Like, a, there's – I think with anything, anything in general – even that, you know, there's there's kooks and everything. Sure. Especially chiropractic, for sure. Like, I've run, did I run across a dude not that long? He was in the middle of a fucking health food store doing adjustments. Yeah. 
Well, he was saying some shit about sound waves, and I go, "Listen, oh God. I don't. I'm not paying for this. I'm not even going. I don't even want you to adjust me." And he yeah. was like, "Why?" I was like, yeah, I, "I don't do hippie shit." Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I need somebody to fix me, man. And you don't even yeah. look strong enough to do it, so I have to go. And well, you're talking about this shit. Salute to the guy I'm talking about. He's not on that. I yeah. mean, dude, I'm not trying to just. I'm not naming names for a yeah, reason. Yeah, no, no. I'm not trying to just dog the guy out. It's just like you know. That's not what I would think. I mean, I'm doing the same thing as him, where that's not what I would think of a, ch- a fucking chiropractor to be like. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're usually on that woo-woo, yeah, way left side shit. But this guy, I guess, is on some conservative shit. Well, that's the thing. It's like I was saying about punk rock shit, dude. Is like it was probably like that with chiropractor. It, it's switch. It's made this whole like a, adjustment to. Well, if you think that you're crazy but do you remember when people were talking about george bush and 9-11 and you were talking and we would talk about like definitely the twin towers got fucking blown up by somebody else that wasn't from fucking the middle east and everybody called you they called us kooks and that that was some crazy shit sure and you're a fucking liberal you know that's what people thought right well that's how easily people are controlled yeah no like now now if you believe that you're right wing yeah it's nuts dude i'm definitely not Definitely don't get one. Definitely not. But anyway, I'm just trying to keep rolling with the punches on this shit. Yeah. I'm I'm pulling out names. I'm dropping them all. Not that they haven't been dropped before, but Sandy Berger on Bill Clinton. I'm sorry. On Jeffrey Epstein's private jet log on the Lolita Express. National security advisor under Bill Clinton. Think about that. The national security advisor was on the Lolita Express. Not at the same time as Bill Clinton, mind you. They didn't travel together. It wasn't like Epstein was like, hey, let me do you guys a favor and save America some taxpayer money and fly y'all. No, separately, on different occasions, on the same jet, going to Africa. When they went to Africa, that is because they went to little St. James Island. That's why. That's why. Easy place to pull kids. That's why. Because, well, it's just a path. Yeah, but it's also That was the cover-up. Easy place to pull kids. Of course it is. Of course it is because they're because and I don't even want to get into the sad reality of how a few hundred bucks would change their entire village's life. Nicholas Bergruen was a billionaire investor whose name was found in Epstein's black book. Bill Berkman, New York businessman, found in Epstein's black book. He was a wealthy executive whose family established the Berkman Klein Center for Internet and Society at Harvard. Berkman was sued in 2014 by his administrative assistant who said she was forced to read emails Berkman had sent to a colleague containing pictures of random and unsuspecting women on the street. That's what you would call a creep shot, like a skirt upshot. And instead of it going to trial, Berkman settled the suit. So he was sending out creepy photos to people that worked underneath him. But this is just linking him to ties at Harvard. He was in, and I mean in Harvard. Harvard's a bad, bad place. A bad, bad place. How about Robin Burley, a nightclub impresario? He was in Epstein's Black Book. He owned the club where Meghan Markle and Prince Harry had their first date. How about Bismarck Debonair, a countess? She was listed as Debbie. And Epstein's little black book. Leopold von Bismarck account. Von Bismarck's. That's them. Famous people. His nickname was Bola in Epstein's black book. So they're friends. 
And of course, is Vanessa Von Bismarck. She was an heiress and publishing entrepreneur with the same family. Conrad Black, a media mogul. Black's best known for being sentenced to 42 months in prison for fraud then writing a book about Trump and receiving a pardon from Trump. Vicki Ward, who profiled Epstein for Vanity Fair in 2003, said Epstein heavily leaned on Black, who was her ex-husband's uncle and was then her ex-husband's boss. And he tried to exert his influence on Word, Ward so she wouldn't write anything damning about Epstein. And that Vanity Fair article got pushed into a fluff piece because they couldn't put out the truth, even though she was trying. Leon Black, private equity tycoon, found in Epstein's Black Book. He's the billionaire co-founder of Apollo Global Management and chairman of the Museum of Modern Arts. Black made Epstein... The director of his family foundation in 2001. The guy that owns the Museum of Modern Arts. Which is also a place where he picked up a girl. Of course it is. And they had uh, Rockefeller parties there. Uh, Yeah, don't even get me fucking started on that shit. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird because like yeah, I've been like gun ho about. I'm about to ask you to scratch my back. <laughs> I got a bad one. I've been so gun ho about like if the Illuminati is real or not, and then be like, no, it's not real. It's just like people are just fucked up because they got money and they all hang out with each other. But then it's like, dude, like where do I, where do we go from here, man? Like we're seeing the worst point of time in our life financially and also just socially where people were just fucking crazy. Then you, you go up to Wendy's and they're like, you have exact change because there's not enough coins in the world. You know, then, yeah. then you got the people that are like, well, once that happens, it's all downhill from here. Uh. And then they arrest Jizzlene. I'm calling her Jizzlene because there's no jizz. Yeah. I bet she got bukkake so much. Oh man. my God, dude. She Spray. deserves it. She deserves it. Well, she probably, look, man. You think she was maybe like fucking. Uh, I think, look, I think that just because she was groomed into it. Yeah, that's what I was. Okay. It, but hold on. It doesn't absolve the thing she's done, okay? However, we know that hurt people hurt people. Yeah, no. So sure. I think her dad handed it off, man. I think her dad handed her off a long time ago. It wouldn't be crazy. He's Mossad. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, uh, and I I know personally of things that that's happened where it's like, oh, you're too old for us to have sex with you. And I'm talking 17. Yeah. And somebody gets on fucking Snapchat and recruits kids, eight years old, whatever, in the middle of buttfuck Arkansas, and then they go and... Yeah, well, we'll care about you. We'll do all this stuff. And then, like, the girl's, like, l- like really wants a friend. She's 17 years old, doesn't know any better. All the f- She's like, well, I'm, like, older than you. And they act like they're older. All these kids that have been abused because they've had to, like, you know. Grow pretty, up. They've had to grow up. Because, I mean, grow up situations. Over-sexualized. I mean, dude, there's case, I've, there's things that I've dealt with where it's been, like, siblings having sex with each other because... They were getting money for it. Ugh. You know, it's, it's fucked up. The world is fucked up. I know, man. And you allow, we allow people as a society to get away with this shit. That's they what I'm trying to point out right now is how many. 
How many? And you got this is a fraction, a fraction, a fucking fraction. Fucking Seth Rogen was hanging out on that fucking island too. Of course he was. There's nobody that you think is good that's good. It's ridiculous. Man. If you have money at that level, if you have fame at that level, you didn't get it the easy way, bud. And you don't keep it the fucking good way. It's a fucking nightmare out there. The foundation owned by Leon Black, the chairman of MoMA, continued to list Epstein as director on its tax forms until 2012, four years after he had pled guilty to soliciting a minor for prostitution in Florida. The foundation now says that Epstein resigned in 2007 and that his name continued to appear on its roles. They owe it up to a recording error. In 2011, he was listed as an investor in Environmental Solutions Worldwide, a Pennsylvania company, alongside several people close to Black, including Black's four children. Black himself was seen with Epstein at a movie screening just a few months after Epstein finished probation in 2010, and Epstein was par- spotted at a party at Black's home in the Hamptons as recently as 2016. You just want to do that to their face. Fart right in their fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, I do, man. Roy Black. One of Epstein's lawyers. He was a trial attorney and legal analyst client. His roster has included Justin Bieber, Girls Gone Wild creator Joe Francis. I met that dude. Rush Limbaugh. Black is perhaps best known for representing William Kennedy Smith against rape charges in Palm Beach back in 1991. The Kennedy nephew was acquitted. In 2005, Black played the managing partner on NBC's show, The Law Firm, which was a knockoff of The Apprentice, but for up-and-coming lawyers. And how about this shit? This is no surprise. If you've seen his face, and you've seen his eyes, and you've seen his eyeliner, and you've seen the mysteriosity around him, David Blaine. Oh, I said Chris Angel. <laughs> no, Chris Angel's in the clear. Yeah, Chris Angel's in the clear, but David Blaine. Number one magician. Woo, Chris Angel, David Blaine, street magician. Blaine put on a private show for Epstein's dinner guests in 2003 doing card tricks for the likes of Sergey Brin, Mort Zuckerman, Bill Clinton, and Bill Clinton's aide, Doug Band. We brought up earlier, the dinner was organized by Ghislaine Maxwell and included a group of young women who were introduced as Victoria's Secrets models. How about this? Epstein had Tony Blair's private cell phone number in his black book. How about this? Michael Bloomberg, former mayor of New York City, private jet enthusiast, presidential candidate, though he dropped out for being a big fucking dork, private contact information found in Epstein's black book. And look at it this way, guys. When you just hear, oh, it's just in his black book, Private contact information for an elite billionaire. 
It's not his office number. It's not one of his building's numbers. It's a direct line. Yeah. That's not something you just get. You know, it, it, these these are dis- this is, you know, in my opinion, the most despicable acts that you can put on humanity. The only thing worse than this is like killing a kid. Yes. So it's the same level. It's, it's it's right up there. Yet in American society, if you use a sexual offender registry, which you can look up these people's addresses, and I'm not telling anybody to do this, and you show up and you could fuck these people up, you could kill them, you'll go to jail. Because those people have rights. Yeah. But you know what? You need to wear a mask because COVID-19 is a pretty bad thing and, you know, just so happened to be around... Are you anti-masking right now? No, no, no. I'm just saying if you just so happen to be around somebody in your community that's one of these people, you just make sure you're masked up so you can protect them. You get what I'm saying? Oh, mask my foot up a pedophile's ass. I've never... You know, allegedly, because, you know, we don't... If I've ever known, (laughs) I've blown it out of proportion. Yeah. If I find out... Listen, if you're listening to this, if you're around my atmosphere whatsoever... And you've got something like this in your closet, you better go away. Because if I find out, I'll put it out there. And people listen to me. And he's not kidding because he's done it before. Several times. I'll do it again. I mean, how about this guy, Brandon Runyon? That popped up in my Facebook memories the other day. He used to own a Christian music venue here in town. He's a pedophile. He forced himself upon several young girls. He was exposing himself to teenage girls. I found out about it. Me and my kids were trying to have a fun night at Dave and Buster's. I saw him there. I went directly up to him. I said, why are you working here? This is a kid's place. He tried to act like he didn't know me. But I know he knew me because I threw him out of his own venue before. Yeah. Before I knew he was a pedophile. Had I known, yeah, I would have stomped him. Two years ago, I saw him at a Chinese restaurant because he came back under a new name at – Doing photography in his new studio. Yeah. Which, if you're a convicted pedophile, you're not allowed to do. No. But he was in the middle of the walk, which is a uh, Chinese restaurant here in Hot Springs. And I saw him in there. He tried to come up and talk to me. And I announced aloud. I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is Brandon Runyon. He's a pedophile. He took his ass and got in his car and left. Yeah. Well, let me finish mine. I don't. I did tell you about the second part, but it feels like you're not remembering it. No. I don't anyway, remember. so the Dave and Buster's thing, I was like, go get your manager. He got a manager. Brought him out. I told the guy, hey, man, this guy's a pedophile. Pulled it up on my phone. Showed it to him. He was like, that's crazy. Nothing. So I messaged Dave and Busters. Told him. They fired him. And he got arrested. Good. Then I saw him again last year at the Walmart neighborhood market with a girl. Like an adult, though. I was like, hey, you're with a pedophile right now. And he was like, what? And I was like, dude, you know exactly who I am. You know you're a pedophile. You're about to piss your pants. Let me pull it up on my phone to show you. Showed the girl. He was walking away. It was like, hey, you need to make better choices, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll fucking, I mean, and I, this is what you need. You, you just can't whoop their ass because you'll go to jail. I will. Yeah. I'm just saying. You Had know, he said anything I didn't like, I would have. You know, anything. Well, I'm just saying for le- like people legally, you just can't I'll do go. That. That's the thing I'll go for. Whatever. Yeah. I'm in a place where I'm not going to get fired. I got nothing to lose, man. Man, I, uh, 
Did you, what, the only was, thing that stomping a pedophile ad is going to do for me is get me a bunch of likes. <laughs> yeah, you know that big hurt dude? He re, he uh he fucking uh, interviewed a dude that's like a fucking uh, bounty hunter for pedophiles and shit. Yeah. And I saw that dude. I seriously went to every bail bondsman in town and was like, "Please, I, I, I wanted to do it." You know, it's like yeah. that's what I want to do. Sure. If it, that's uh, it, like the home, like the, kid, the homeless population with like youth and shit, it really bothers me because they're such big predators. There's so many predators in this in this world that go after those kids. Yeah. And I would love to get a license to arrest those pieces of shit. They sure. go after them, and but I not can't, be a cop. And I can't. Yeah, but I can't do it. You know, it's like. They, they have all these different things they want you to do. It's, it's mostly people with drug offenses yeah. that skip out on bond and shit. But if somebody has... Yeah, because I don't want to do that shit, you know? If somebody has any fuck anything to help me out with this shit <laughs> to where I can do this for a living, I will fucking quit everything and do it. Like, I don't even care if it pays of course me $8 you would, man. an hour. I would do it. I just want to make the world a better place, man. And pedophiles make it terrible. Yeah. It's truly the worst part about our planet. How about Hassan Bulika, Sultan of Brunei? Epstein had a meeting with the Sultan when he traveled to Brunei in 2002 with Bill Clinton. Bulkai and his brother are famous for their lavish spending, including a collection of 2,500 cars. They own a $1.5 billion palace. Bolkai once sued by Miss USA 1997, who claimed she had been held as a sex slave. The suit was dismissed on grounds that Bolkai had sovereign immunity. Thank you. Great. Legal system, that is much appreciated. Annabelle Bond, she was a British socialite. Her name was found in Epstein's Black Book. She could have been a victim. I don't know. Andreo, Andrea... Bonami, Andrea Bonami. Imagine that, an Italian. Unbelievable. Name found in Epstein's Black Book. He's a chairman and founder of the Invest Industrial. He was a key character. That's such a douchey business name. Invest Industrial. Sick, dude. Investments and Industrial. Together in one place, finally. Thanks to Andrea Bonami. He was a key character in the Paradise Papers International Tax Shelter scandal, which is disgusting on its own. Don't have time to get into that. Michael Borico, Long Island contractor, good friends with Epstein, described by Social Life magazine as the ambassador of the all-important Hamptons polo culture. He's known for hosting polo matches at his estate and water mill. Frederick Bork, a founder of Dooney and Bork, which is a fucking purse company. Good friends with Epstein. He went to prison for a scheme to bribe government officials in Asperjan. I don't know where the fuck that is, but he went. Hamish Bowles, the European editor at large in Vogue. Friends with Epstein. Muriel Brandolini, an interior designer whose clients have included Matt Lauer, that piece of shit, the crown prince, of course, you know him, you love him, the princess of Greece, friends with Epstein. Richard Branson, like I said, you think these guys, because Richard Branson tries to come off with that thing, 
where he's he's not your normal billionaire. Yeah. He's he's not like that. He's chill. You know who is cool that's a billionaire? The only one, probably? John McAfee. I don't even know if I know who that is. Dude. The tennis guy? No. He invented McAfee's privacy software. Security okay. software, but he's like an animal. He's an animal. He's a party boy. But he's wild. He's against all these people. He took drone video of little St. James Island. Hell yeah. He's the man, dude. He's a He's a... Legendary party machine. You know the story that you've tried to pull off as one of yours that everyone tries to pull off as theirs where someone lays underneath a glass coffee table and someone shits on top of it? The fucking South Korean government tried to say that he did that. That's cool. He just has like (laughs) – he's wild, dude. He's wild. People hate him. People love him. He was on our friend – or not our friend. My internet buddy – your non-knowing acquaintance, Shane Gillis's podcast, and it's bonks. It's bonks, dude. You got to check that shit out. It's Ninos. <laughs> but he's on some wild shit, bro. Yeah. But he's like a pedophile buster. He's like the person in that class that's like, fuck these people. He does like meth and shit for fun. You know, a lot of these like parties that they would have with all these leads, and, like, I-, I feel like Jeffrey Epstein definitely had pictures with people that probably weren't doing that, you know, those kind of things. It sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there could be like all the like you know it's like Seth Green, Seth Rogan, but if they have flight logs, of exactly going out to his private exactly. fucking island. Exactly. If you're in the book, if he's got your private contact information, or you've been in his flight log, suspect. You know who's cool as fuck? Ashton Kutcher. That dude's cool. Yeah, he's hunting pedophiles. He's hunting them down. He's hunting them down, man. bro. I'll but because he knows, he's in there. Yeah. He sees it. He Please, tastes it. You man. know who else? Has said some wild things, bad things, things I won't agree with. I might laugh at in private. Yeah. Maybe. It might be hilarious. Shouldn't tell you it is, but it is. Mel Gibson has said for years, Hollywood is all pedophiles. Corey Feldman. It's run by pedophiles. Not near as cool. No. Never said anything problematic to his wife on an answering machine he's problematic though (laughs) but he is problematic for sure but yeah i mean there's a lot of people who speak out mel gibson i feel like is pretty fucking credible man i want you dude if one of these people that hunt down these pedophile people just give me a god yeah somebody hook ashton kutcher up with buddy man fuck dude i'm there's nothing more passionate i'm about than that shit you could punk pedophiles (laughs) dude listen man if somebody gave me open fucking field to just slap the fuck out of some fucking pedophiles oh sure Please. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Epstein had Richard Branson's private, private contact information. Flavio Briatore, another Italian millionaire businessman, friend of Trump, convicted card cheater, an accused fixer of Formula One races. Briatore has been a longtime fugitive in the Virgin Islands. Of course, he knows Epstein. John Brockman. He's an agent for scientific free thinkers. Name found on his private jet log. Pictures of him and his entire crew on the Lolita Express. With Steven Pinker, motherfucker. Blow that out your ass, you fucking free thinking, fancy thinking cunts. Steven Pinker, your guy, atheist, you know, that I guy. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you love him. No, I don't. Not you. People love him. How about this? Richard Dawkins. 
everyone involved in TED Talks, Jason Brogman, sorry, John Brogman, Steven Pinker, Daniel Danette, Katinka Madsen, Richard Dawkins, all flew on the Lolita Express. Richard Dawkins, folks, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Why didn't Rogue, why didn't St. Rogie? Look Dawkins in the fucking face and ask him about it. What is what is what is he? Richard Dawkins. He uh, wrote the God Complex. Okay. Uh, you know the uh, flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, Dawkins. Okay. He's like the most hardcore atheist of all. Cool. Yeah. Well, that that hurts me for, with, on Rogie, dude, because. You know, Rogan's always against this shit, but we're talking about why why didn't you pull him aside, you know? Shit, I mean, like, but, but, I mean there's also like, how, ooh, shit, how could you know, though, you know? Rogan knew this, that Dawkins was on his flight, oh, for sure. He? he had to have, dude, it's Rogan. Yeah. Had to have, man, come on. He had Dawkins on his podcast, at like, last year. Ask him, man. If you're afraid to lose the interview, wait till the end. Find out. Yeah. Don't be a bitch, dude. My favorite, my favorite shit in the world is like, like a. If you guys aren't familiar with Bohemian Grove, but there's a dude that was on Bill Clinton's shit whenever he was president. I can't remember his name offhand, but he shows up and asks for an interview, and the guy agrees, and he's like, okay, you know, he talks to him, and then he goes. Have you ever been to Bohemian Grove before? And the guy was like, yeah, I've been there, you know, really nice people or whatever. And he goes, do you guys ever talk about uh, the rituals that go on? And he goes, where'd you hear about that? Because I don't want to talk about this anymore. And then he goes, okay, well, I guess uh, that's the end of the interview. <laughs> like, Who's pretty, interviewing him? Alex Jones? Alex Jones interviewed him. I can't remember his name. Uh, have, you ever been to, uh, have you ever been to the Bohemian Grove before? Yeah, like he talks about it's before it was like common knowledge, you know. Dude, Jones used to rock, man. It hurts me Dude, he's every the time. One that busted that shit. I wide know. Open. Every time, every time I got to think about it, it hurts because does he suck now? Dude, sure. I think he's crazy. Now. He's crazy. It, when you get the info like this, dude, you can't go on. Man. You can't go on. But he broke. He he took a fucking canoe into the Bohemian Grove when they there. <laughs> I mean, dude, he filmed George Bush going into the Bohemian Grove, and then he got a canoe and floated around to the back of it, yeah. and they were worshiping. You can call it whatever you want to. Frat Boy Club. Dude, they were doing, if you had someone draw Moloch. a black metal album cover, yeah. and you're like, draw people worshiping Moloch, it was people in hoods with torches and a fire and a giant David Gergen. <laughs> That's who he's interviewing. Yeah. David yeah. Gergen. And, he, and yeah. he goes, he goes, did you sneak in there? And he goes, yep, I'm the one that filmed it and uncovered it. And he goes, I, I think you're a disgrace of a human being. And he just walks the fuck off. Why? Because y'all fuck kids? Dude, and they're doing, they're doing a fucking mock human sacrifice of a child. And they, they, dude, Alex Jones. <laughs> Diddy. That's real. Alex Jones caught him in a canoe. Dude, and he's just like, oh. he just pulls up in that canoe and he's like, it's Alex Jones here. 
what are you doing over there? Yeah. You worshiping Moloch? <laughs> Man, it is so crazy because you bring up day, like Alex Jones and he's demonized. He's demonized Dude. worse than Epstein is. He canoed. What the fuck <laughs> is going on he with canoed. the world? He canoed into the shit. Listen. Alex Jones is a kook, but sure, dude. You Vince B's a kook because he canoed into dude, it. Listen, I got fucking ripped last night on Ambien because yeah. I was trying to go to sleep and I just kept getting fucking kooked up about Epstein, man. <laughs> and I didn't even know we were doing this shit. I thought of it on the couch earlier, dude. Man, we were just sitting there and I was, I was like, God damn it, down, we gotta give like the people what up, they want. You can look up all of his old documentaries and shit, like Matrix of Evil and some yeah. Dark Secrets of Bohemian Grove. And it's like, yeah, that guy's a nut, but yes. the shit that he's talking about. Is real. And I can't <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking real. believe it, hurts. it, man. It hurts because he sucks. I like can't seeing him it. trying to drive his MRAP. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like watching a fucking retard figure out the hardest math equation. I know. I know. And they're right. I know. He's right, dude. You know, like, dude. It what sucks. The fuck, man. It sucks. I've what told this before. Fuck? I told this before. I need to call Bory. I just need to call Bory one time that we're talking about Epstein. Because uh, him and this other uh, comic that he knows, it's a, like bigger than me jacked black guy so they're walking by bohemian grove in san francisco boy used to live in san francisco and the security guard he said was way bigger than his friend huge black guy with a dog collar on and he said that his friend walked up to him he's like hey man you looking over the bohemian grove and the guy just barked at him it's <laughs> a guard you dog. Man. Him, yeah, it's a guard He's dog. A guard dog. <laughs> uh, man, just wild shit, dude. They get into some wild shit, but listen, this is not where. And I'm just bringing up this Richard Dawkins shit because this is where people, like a lot of people, try to ride for John Brockman on on this particular case. So it went deep into it. Um, I'll just read this article real quick about John Brockman being on the Lolita Express. What seems new and flipping through the reams of society photos and perhaps the world's most prolific sexual predator that have been circulating over the past few weeks is not the powerful and the beautiful who surrounded Epstein, but the intellectuals, the the Richard Dawkins, the Daniel Dennett's, the Stephen Pinkers, and what people like to fucking forget is Stephen Hawking's. I would love to taste the sweet flesh of a young child. And we've talked about it forward. I know. I you can't know, help it. Dude, this is, my fa- this is my favorite bit ever from the fucking podcast that we've done where I was like, if you think about it, the universe is billions of years old. Therefore, every relationship is between two teenagers. Yeah. But also, too, man, think about Bill Clinton. She's just like grabbing some girl and bouncing her up on down on his crippled cock. Fuck. Bill would you please? Somebody had to help him. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Bill, would you please line up this pussy upon my penis? Somebody had to help his ass, <laughs> yeah. dude. He's not like. Do you think? That, <laughs> 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 you think like four people stood him up and they made the fuck motion like somebody's pushing his hips and two people are holding or one person's holding him up and two people are holding his feet to the ground? He's like, I feel like I'm normal right now. I would like to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. For allowing me to fuck. <laughs> Dude, his whole bottom's his heart. Yeah. It don't work. That's true. Nothing works. God, dude, how do you get boners? But, dude, and Rogan likes Steven Pinker, too. God, I guess I'm done with Rogie, bro. Uh, all these men, all these are men. The group of selfies should not have been a surprise. Documents of an age in which every millionaire doesn't just fancy himself a philosopher king. 
but expects to be treated as such. And every public intellectual wants to be seen as a kind of celebrity. Cultural shifts like these require visionaries, networkers, salespeople. Brockman is one of them. He's a Warhol factory kid turned freelance philosopher of science, turned literary agent to Dawkins and Danette and Pinker and many others. In the 1980s, he formed the casual salon of like-minded scientists and futurists that came to be known as the Reality Club. A knock against post-structuralism, then dominant in the academy. In the 1990s, he rebranded it as the Edge Foundation, an organization whose central event was an annual online symposium devoted to a single broad question. In 2000, it was, what is today's most important underreported story? In 2006, the question was, what is your dangerous idea? Which, of course, the answer to both of those is pedophilia. And they're trying to dance around it. They're trying to be slick and cool. Oh! What's underreported? <laughs> what's your most dangerous idea? <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, did somebody really buy you pit vipers or did you buy them? Why are you thinking that? Because you said you got drunk and bought some. Yeah. And then you said somebody bought them for you. They also say you're not Italian, but in the past, <laughs> you said you are. Nah. You've been, this is your Epstein Island. The it's said, so funny that you're overthinking that. No, I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to the person and I was drunk. And uh, I guess I said something about Pit Vipers. And they were trying to tell me how cool they were. Anyway, how many times do I talk to people online? And what are the circumstances in which I do yeah, it? Unless you get something out of them. No, that's not true. If I've that's been drinking. True. If I've been drinking. You, you're trying to get something out of them. <laughs> no, dude, I was not in any way. You know, you fancy yourself a nice whiskey drinker. A, a, nice, a nice fucking cold cutsman. <laughs> you're drinking a Michelob Ultra. Mm-hmm. You know, they align themselves. I, I bought these, but you love them. I bought them because you like them. Is that true? Yeah. You know, they align themselves with tennis and baseball. What do? What is the <laughs> most Italian sport ever? Formula One racing? Mm-mm. You sure? Well, yeah, but that's because <laughs> sure? they meddle in it and cheat. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you know, it's, uh, it's tennis and it's baseball. You know? Italians like tennis and baseball? Yeah, man. The <laughs> Yankees are all... People in New York are always like, yeah, hey, Yankees, not the Dodgers. Fuck them. Yeah, okay. And then you also got tennis. And, well, who, What's the tennis thing about? Yeah, you're Andre Agassi. You love it. Okay. You know? Is he Italian? I don't fucking know. Where are you going? Oh, it's just a fancy sport. Italians like fancy shit even when they're not... The, <laughs> they're not even... They're <laughs> the bottom of the barrel fancy. What fancy things do I like? Michelob Ultra. That's fancy? Yeah. Con people into getting you pit vipers. I didn't con anybody. You conned them, man. If I see, let me see the messages. I'll, I know. I know what you did. <laughs> you swindled them. In what way? You swindled them like a, like a guy out of college. I should have told you, man. You're a bitch. Yeah. And you got like the fucking Andre Agassi colored ones, too. No, they're the only black ones they had. The only, yeah, 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 yeah. And they got stars on them. Black light shit. <laughs> what? 
when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. <laughs> Damn, dude, you're wild, bro. I had to throw in some zazz in this depressing shit, but I know. Zazz? Yeah. Zazz? Zazz. I'm going to zazz him. Let me zazz him. Yeah. Tony Zazzaries. <laughs> but listen, love, listen, listen. This is important. This is important. This is something that we're goofing over that we shouldn't be. This uh, this club of fucking smart boys. Because it's disgusting, man. This is modern intellectualism. I mean, people look to people like Stephen Peeker, Richard Dawkins, Jordan Peterson. Those type of minds are what current society looks to as like, look, this is the shit. These people are outside of the mainstream, and they are, and the wrong reasons. But Epstein was a regular contributor to these questions. He was involved in the Edge Foundation. He was involved in the Reality Club. Hey, you let them use this plane. This was especially appealing as an especially appealing way for the other contributors to get to Ted. So again, he's tied to Ted, which is tied to Harvard because Epstein was always at Harvard. So many of these minds taught and spoke at Harvard and Epstein was such a prolific donor at Harvard. One whole academic program seemed to be run like his private renaissance at Lear's. I don't know what that word means. I'm reading an article. You got me. Epstein had long described himself as a scientific philanthropist. In a press release put out by the Jeffrey Epstein Six Foundation, it announced its substantial backing of the Edge Group. He called this group the world's smartest think tank. Many people... And Brockman's Edge community are, or were, inarguably significant figures in the American intellectual establishment. Freeman Dyson, Jared Diamond, Craig Venter, John Horgan, Paul Bloom. They are among the gods and heroes of the Trump internet community of free thinkers whom Eric Weinstein, the venture capitalist and regular edge contributor, memorably called the intellectual dark web. That name suggests a self-glamorizing style of dangerous discourse. And as soon as the community was identified, it was criticized as revanchist, an effort to reopen areas of intellectual inquiry, about innate differences between the races or the genders. It's now considered problematic at a minimum. But listen to the intellectual dark web warriors themselves talking about the war on free speech as though their universities had sent assassins their way rather than tenured chairs. Their crusade seems motivated just as much by a thin-skinned sense of their own world historical significance. They were special people, deserving of special acclaim and, of course, privileges. All right, this is not something I should read all of. 
However, tying Jeffrey Epstein to that group, there's three people that have been on Rogan in that. That pisses me off. Yeah. And you remember when they tied Rogan into that intellectual dark web thing. I don't know. I, 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 I do. He's in the Illuminati. I don't think that, yeah. but this group of people are heavily associated with Epstein. That's what I'm trying to lay out because when I found that out, it really fucking irked my ass. Yeah. Just go. You can't trust anybody. You can't believe in anyone. Steven Pinker been on Rogan. Dawkins been on Rogan. War Machine, uh, been on Rogan. War Machine, been on Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like he asked War Machine some questions. Eric Weinstein, been on Rogan, dude. I mean... <sighs> dude, the thing is, is like these are all things I don't know about. There might be a possibility in that guy's world that he doesn't know about it, you know? No, dude, no. You don't think so? No, that because guy- he's on top of the shit, dog. I don't know, man. I would hate to think that that dude was into some fucking meddling ass fucking Scooby Doo shit, dude. Yeah, you pull off Epstein's mask and we've been Joe Rogan the whole time. <laughs> Gosh, Shaggy, why don't you have gay sex with me? <laughs> we gotta get him on. We got you. Got to get on Joe Rogan, dude. I felt like I had an in, but it never, it never happened. Never came through. I'll ask him, dude. Hey, man. This has been fucking awesome, but I got to ask you. <laughs> I, can't, no, I can't hold it in, bro. How come you had Steven Pinker on here and didn't ask him about Remstein? Listen, guys, <laughs> we got to get Chris. I mean, I go to, I don't give a fuck. But more importantly, Chris, we got to get Chris on Joe Rogan. I'll blow it, dude. Let's push it all. Let's push it. Give me five minutes. So I'm going to ask him about Steven Pinker <laughs> and Richard Dawkins. Why didn't you ask him, dog? I had the faith. I believed in you. And this is what you did. This is what you did. And let me tell you, Chris, <laughs> Chris is honest to a fault, man. If I got no self-control. It, he just don't give a fuck. I do. Prove him wrong. This no, is the problem. Know. I do. Uh-uh. I have no self-control. It, if it means that you'll just be broke on your ass in a cardboard box, you're going to say it, dude. Yeah, I've got no self-control. I, I, and I really feel like, listen, if we could pull together as a people, there's 20,000 plus <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Dude. Just start fucking getting a hold of people. Let's get him on your road, dude. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> yeah, give me a month to recover from this, dude. Yep. And then he's going to be like, okay, cool. You know, I like that you asked this question. I did a little research about you. I got your DNA. Uh, you're Italian. <laughs> so go ahead and answer that question, Drew. <laughs> dude, he's Italian. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. He likes to veal scallopini, you know. I mean, he's said several times he's, he's Italian. Oh, has he? Okay. Thanks. Yeah. How many times you said a Rivadacci to somebody? Me? Yeah. Never once. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit chats my ass, dude. I mean, also, I see where the spin on this article is that they're trying to push it that, like, all these. And these are, look, I don't know even that they're conservative-leaning people, but these are the type of people who were... The group that was like, he's going to drain the swamp. He's going to take him down. Finally, we're going to get rid of this disgusting waft over Washington, D.C. Well, maybe you don't like him because they're stealing away all the good kids from you. Yep. 
But these are the same pieces of shit driving the ship the other direction. I just think if you're rich, you're bad. That's the way I feel. And until I'm proven wrong, I'm keeping rolling. Because they all seem disgusting. Anything that involves... And I just want to tell you this. We're an hour and 43 minutes in. Sure, we've been fucking around. I'm to be... B, alphabetically, in the people in Epstein's circle. Should I keep going? There's the B. B! We'll just go through until you see some cool names. But there's points they type because, look, listen, would you have known who John Brockman is? No. But now that you heard why he's tied to Epstein, do you care? No. Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. No, I totally do. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into this, man. I think we, let's just go, dude. Fuck it. I think James Franco's involved. Go down to the F's. Let me, I'm just telling you, if you skip things, here's the problem. If you skip things, there's, there's details like that. We're tying him to Harvard. Yeah. We're tying him to the ideology that that line of thought. Here's the best way to put it. Isn't Harvard Skull and Bones? Yes, that line of thought, though. That line of thinkers: Richard Dawkins, Stephen Pinker. That line of thought is what led to 4chan, 8chan, the type of right wing meme culture. That is literally what got Trump elected. Yeah, that's how Russia interferes. Did they, did Russia interfere enough to get Trump elected? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to say. But it's proven that they meddled. And they continue to meddle. And they fuck around. And they have entire corporations under the government that puts continuous memes out that drives the narrative the way that they want it to to disrupt American life. That meme think, meme think, the conservative way, the co-opt Pepe the Frog way, the live outside of reality way, the 8chan way, that came from these people. These people, QAnon, this is the best way to put it, because I forget, QAnon, the whole line of thought that says Trump is the guy that's been sent here by God to rid America of elite pedophiles, came from a group of people that are pedophiles. They were funded by Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. And that money didn't come. He didn't just hand it over. They went to his island. They were on his plane. They went to his parties. They knew him. Okay? It's a circle. It's a cycle. It's to drown you. I wonder if the guy from the Satanic Temple is part of this. <laughs> Probably, dude. Yeah. He sucks. He's got that fish eye, dude. I don't trust anybody with a fish eye. That's bullshit. I don't trust anybody. You got a fish eye, you got to go. Edgar Bromfam Jr., former Warner Music Group CEO, son of the late Seagram CEO. Seagram 7? Yeah. He's related to the NXIVM sex cult Bromfams. His son has a child with pop star MIA. All I want to do is hang, 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 hang with Epstein on his plane, plane, plane. Damn. 
John Luke Brunel, a model scout, he was accused in court testimony of having used his agency to supply Epstein with girls. He also has a long history of allegations that he has abused his fashion world position. In 1988, he was a subject of a 60 Minutes investigation alleging that he and fellow agents sexually assaulted nearly two dozen models. He denied the claims, but later told model author Michael Gross, you get laid tonight with the model. Is that a crime? In 2005, Brunel co-founded the MC2 modeling agency. Epstein invested $1 million, according to a 2010 deposition. Joan Juliet Buck, fashion editor. 2003, Buck met Ghislaine Maxwell at a fashion party at a New York City boutique. Buck had recently moved on from her seven-year tenure as the editor of Paris Vogue and was writing for its American counterpart and living in New Mexico. She was a lifelong resident of a rarefied social world. Maxwell, a regular on that particular circuit, quickly made a connection. Oh, Jeffrey's got a ranch in Santa Fe. Buck recently remembered their conversation going like that. She gave Maxwell her Santa Fe number and later asked a friend about Epstein in New Mexico. His ranch? A friendly replied. Well, as we say in Texas, all hat, no cattle. Damn. Ron Burkle. Does that mean just the head of the penis, no shaft? Correct. He has got a big hog. Who? Unfortunately. Epstein? Epstein. Have you seen it? Through sweatpants. Oh, man. It's pretty rocking. Fuck, dude. I just think all guys with huge dicks are bad. Man. You can trust him, dude. <laughs> Crucify him, dude. Get him out. Except for our buddy Brian. He's got a big dick. Well, you know. But you can't trust him. Society remains. <laughs> Burkle took Ron Burkle, supermarket magnate, Took what were described as humanitarian trips to Africa with Bill Clinton, Africa. You go to Little St. James, you stop over in Africa on Epstein's private Boeing 727. That was written up in a 2008 Vanity Fair feature about the former president. Burkle's usual means of transport is the custom-converted Boeing 757 that Bill Clinton calls Ron Air. After Ron Burkle. He had his own plane. Think about it. Burkle's own circle of young age referred to Burkle's private plane as Air Fuck One. What? Yeah. Like the shoes? <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I fucking hate where we are at. Candace Bushel, her columns that made the show Sex in the City. She was hanging out with Epstein. Arpad Boussan, French financier, was married to Uma Thurman. Her lawyer asked Boussan, a prominent hedge funder, if he had ever said he was addicted to prostitutes. In Uma Thurman's case, he said no. Duh. Yeah. It just drives me crazy, man. Yeah. I'll start 
Uh, how about this? I'm I'm gonna try to just pick out some cooler ones because I'm we're, it's gonna run for forever. I'm yeah, sorry. We're, this is gonna be a six hour podcast. I want to name them all. I really do. And if you want me, if you want these files, let me know. Graydon Carter. Did, did somebody send you the files? <clears throat> no. Okay. I thought you were gonna pit viper us. A little bit of Pier 1. What do you mean, Pit Vipers? They, you know, somebody sent them to you. They didn't send them to me. I ordered them. Someone else paid for them. Yeah, but that's still the same. They gave you their credit card information? No. I, they, you're a retard, dude. Do you really want to hear the whole story? This is the same person sent you the files? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It was Epstein. I knew it. <laughs> From beyond the grave. <laughs> he didn't even kill himself, dude. He's There's just, no way he's dead, He's bro. fucking Elvis, dude. He's out there. Yeah. He's out there. We need to get fucking... We need to get shirts made with his dead face on them. Yeah. Well, Vanity Fair, who's run several articles that you could almost consider fluff, they've just been shot down because they've been serious journalistic pieces crunched down. Well, here's part of the reason why. Graydon Carter, a former editor of Vanity Fair, journalist Vicky Ward said that he killed portions of the 2003 story that accused Epstein of pedophilia after Epstein came to the office. Carter would say there wasn't enough on the record for sourcing. And he would be quoted saying, I didn't invent the system, I just lived by the system. When the New York Times questioned him about the story. God damn. It goes back to Adam Weissop. The Bavarian Illuminati. <laughs> it sure does. Mark it Cecil. Has to, man. Mark Cecil was a head funder that was friends with Epstein. He has hosted Prince William and Kate Middleton at his villa in Mystique. Vikram Shotwell. He was a hotelier. He was a playboy. Bill Clinton attended his wedding. He got in trouble in 2017 for trying to set a, a pair of dogs on fire in a Soho street. That's what he got in trouble for? Yeah. Of all the things to get in trouble for. Dude, that's w- fucking wild, I mean, bro. that's wild. The fucking kids is wilder. I could give the you... dogs don't talk. <sighs> so much... Blaze? I could give you so much on Bill Clinton, but uh, I think we did that last time. Chelsea Clinton, how about this? Ghislaine Maxwell attended her wedding after Epstein had been charged. Mm. This was even after Ghislaine Maxwell skipped a deposition for the Epstein case. She claimed that she couldn't be there because she needed to return to the UK to be with her deathly ill mother, but she stayed here and went to Chelsea Clinton's wedding. She was caught. Here in New Hampshire. You won't believe this. Another famous magician, David Copperfield. No way. (laughs) All magicians are guilty. I bet Maxwell Blades on there, dude. No. No, no. He was in a famous 80s. Bill Cosby lived across the street from him. Well, 
What do you know? You see, Jeffrey, the way you bring them here and you do the talking and the moving and the paying of the money, bring them over and tell them the jokes, and then I offer them a drink and they go to Snoozy Woozy and Zibby Zabby, and then I have a Zabba in the Flimma Flamma. Flimma Flamma is pretty cool for a pussy. Man. How about this hot take? Bill Cosby's not funny. Yeah, well, no shit. He was never funny. No. He was doing comedy at the same time as Richard Pryor. Who probably didn't fuck kids. He did. Richard Pryor did? he admitted it. He did a lot of bad shit. I know he did a lot of bad shit. He fucked kids? Yeah. Teens, definitely. Hmm. 100%. Well... You can't have an idol. You can't trust anybody. Not even us. And I'm not, well, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) in ways, but not that way. Uh, Yeah, man, I mean, I I can't ride for Richard Pryor at all, but just to just comedically, the same era, Cosby gets bodied. Yeah, dude. Not even close. Basically, every royal person that's ever lived, ever lived. He was friends with Andrew Kumo, Kumo, how as I like to call him. That's the guy who's fucking blowing it in New York City right now. We already talked about Alan Dershowitz, but he has been super close with Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. He's a huge figure. I mean, Dershowitz is willing to go on camera I mean, this is a guy that lies for a living. This is the, he, like, if you think of a smarmy lawyer, you think of him. Dershowitz is one of the biggest pieces of shits of all fucking time. I just think that, you know, if I would ever have done anything that could be considered what you might think would be possibly illegal, that I maybe could have, you know, maybe not done that type of thing. Yep. Then you ready sitcoms? Yep. What sitcoms? Pedophile ones, like they all are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Another fucking Rogan guest, Malcolm Gladwell. God damn it. Boils my blood. I got to fight Joe Rogan, dude. Have to. You got to find out where he trains. They got He does. It. He trains at this fucking place, man. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not going to kill Rogan, dude. He'd probably come if you showed up to Eddie Bravo's spot, dude. He won't come, dude. He will accept challenges. Not from me. He'll accept them from blue belts on the internet, but he ain't accepting it from a 315-pound gorilla. That's how we get you on. No, it's not. You just show up to Eddie Bravo. You could, could you fuck up Eddie Bravo, you think? Yeah, he's crippled right now. Okay. And I, I could anyway. Dude, I'm two and a half Eddie Bravo's. You still got ideas in your brain of how certain things I'm work. Try, no, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of like how we make this happen. Like if he goes there, you wear a mask. Oh, I mean, man, we're just in a fucked up world, dude. We're in a fucked world, man. I remember our buddy Mark, and uh, we went to that thing with Eddie Bravo. Yeah, and he tiptoed right around him like he just fucking knew, you know. Like he knew. and me too. He wouldn't shake my hand either. Yeah, he just snuck by. Mark's dark. 
Oh yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a bad energy. His aura about him. is fucking terrible. Man. <laughs> he's got a bad energy. Uh. <laughs> man, I would hate to, you. He's the type of motherfucker where like, you play hide and go seek, and you think you got a good spot, and it's real dark, and then he's he there. pops up behind you and goes, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, he knows it all." Yeah, yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. I was invited to the TED conference in maybe 2000. I can't remember. And they promised to buy me a plane ticket to California is what Gladwell now says. Then at the last minute, they said, we found you a ride on a private plane instead. As I recall, there were maybe two dozen TED conference goers on board. I don't remember much else except being slightly baffled as to who this Epstein guy was and why we were all on his plane. Okay, that checks out. That's not so bad. But the TED conference thing is wild. Yeah. Wild. But I heard that TED's like a cult, dude. They're on some weird cult shit. Like if you get into TED and you go to the conferences and you do the talks, you're inundated in some type of weird pseudo-intellectual cult. Sure. It's like Walmart. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, why didn't Rogan just ask him, dude? He's on the record saying, like, he didn't know what it was all about. Dog. This is supposed to be your whole deal. Here's an important one. Ace Greenberg. He was the Bear Stearns chairman, the first person that kind of bought into Epstein's services. Because Jeffrey Epstein didn't have any formal training when he started working at Bear Stearns in 1976. That wouldn't have mattered to them. Or then CEO Alan Ace Greensburg, who famously hired PSD degrees, short for poor, smart, with a deep desire to be rich. As it happened, Epstein was all three. Epstein came from a modest Coney Island background. He had no college degree, and he worked a job as a math teacher at Dalton and a tutor to Greenberg's son. Man, all I hear is Jew, 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 Jew. Hey, Jew. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to do right now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was unlikely to support his taste. Dude, come on, man. Brother, we've made it two hours in without that. Please. I mean, we've already tried to take Rogi down, dude. That's yeah. enough, man. That was unlikely to support his taste, which were apparently of the private islands and gilded desk purportedly belonging to J.P. Morgan. At Bear Stearns, Epri made a name for himself in the special products division, essentially figuring out how to help the rich pay less taxes. He would recommend certain tax-advantageous transactions. Greenberg's protege, James Jimmy Kane, told the New York Times in 2002, Kane, who succeeded Greenberg in 1993, seems to have become the closer party to Epstein whose mysterious departure from the firm he publicly defended decades after Epstein's departure. Jeffrey said specifically, I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to work for myself, Kane insisted, despite transcripts from an SEC deposition that suggests other concerns surround them both. It's easier to imagine Kane, a cigar-chomping, archetypal fat cat, who was infamously off playing bridge when Bear Stearns collapsed in 2008 as a member of Epstein's inner circle, more so than his mentor, a folksy bow-tie-wearing soul who referred to his successor as crude, full of himself and warped in a memoir he published shortly before his death. 
at the very least, it seems Cain and Epstein were both capable of massaging the truth. That was written by Jessica Pressler. George Hamilton. Chelsea Handler. Of course. Is she a comedian? Yeah. She attended a dinner at Epstein's townhouse specifically for Prince Andrew in 2010. Later, she would say, it was just one of those strange nights. Yeah, I fucking bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Stephen Hawking. Oh, crazy. 2006, the world's most famous brain visited Little St. James, Jeffrey Epstein's private island. Hawking, who was in the Caribbean for a conference, was photographed at a barbecue on the island and aboard a submarine for a tour, which is hilarious. Yeah. Could you please take me beneath the ocean? I would like to see underneath the water, much like I would like to see a woman underneath the standard line for consent. Zionist scum. Buddy, <laughs> you've had a little bit too much Buffalo Trace. <laughs> but you know somebody when they listen is where I fucking knew it. Yeah. It's burbling up. How does nobody see what's going on here? But yeah, so that seemed like a coincidence, the way that his people tried to spin it. However, guess how we got onto the submarine? Do you think they make submarines for crippled drooling, disgusting Phoebes? No! <laughs> Epstein custom made a submarine for gross colostomy bag wearing pee pants, poo pants, dick somehow working, disgusting pedophile mess, Stephen Hawking. A custom submarine that put him under the ocean where somehow, some way, it must be legal to shove it in teenage hole. Crippled submarines. I hate this. Crippled <laughs> submarines. Dustin Hoffman was in the Black Book. Elizabeth Hurley was in the Black Book. Mick Jagger, of course. Uh, Famous pedophile. Somebody you And like? the Black Book. I don't like him at all. You like the Rolling Stones. Some of their songs. Not anymore. I forgot. Yeah. Inquisition popped up on my shit when I got done listening to some band and Sucks. I was like oh, god damn it man I really wish that this guy didn't do what he did yeah he riffed dude I threw those riffs away yeah I didn't Fuck, want to man did not want to I got a bunch of Inquisition records anybody wants to buy them you don't want to sell it to them dude I sell it to them you probably need money but there's somebody that's not good out there that wants them well you know who it is Ted Kennedy's home phone number was in the black book. John Kerry had seven different numbers, including the direct line to his presidential campaign. Also cousins with George W. Bush. Henry Kissinger. No way. (laughs) Unbelievable. Famous pedophile. Served on a council of foreign relations with Epstein. Listen, man, I'm going to stop at the case. We'll come back to this sometime. There's so much. I've gone so far. It's two, It's been two hours and six minutes. You get the point. Guys, listen, if it's not enough for you, if it's not enough for you, check yourself. They got us. 
And I know there's not a dramatic conclusion to this. Here's the dramatic conclusion right now. Where we're at today, we're looking at this in real time, okay? Ghislaine Maxwell, she was there for all of it. She was used as a bridge to recruit prostitutes of age, underage girls, famous people, models, politicians, intellectuals. She was his bridge. It's like you want to talk to me and Buddy and you want to reach out. You know that you need to talk to Buddy first. He's warmer, friendlier, more succulent. Yep. That's what Ghislaine was. But Ghislaine Maxwell's father was a Mossad operative. And to think that what we're seeing right now is not a product of a Mossad CIA joint operation is insane. I mean, just think about MI6 in general. Like, when you, we talked about 9 11, and what leads to that? The subway in England that supposedly got bombed by all these fucking air, these terrorists were also inconclusive. But also, MI6 was also doing a fake operation to train people, right? Same shit with 9 11. MI6 is a fucking bullshit organization. It's all bullshit. This is all fucking horseshit. It sucks. It's fucking real. People are out there fucking kids and getting away with it on all levels. All levels. Everybody's getting away with it. Because if they have to if they have to get one person on a small level, they have to get everybody. Got to get them all. And they'll bring them all down cuz they all know each other. Once you get to a certain echelon, we live in a giant nightmare. What we need to do is watch this, talk about this, put it out there. Use your social media for something good. Yeah. Let's keep eyes on this Ghislaine story because here's the deal, guys. Is she probably going to die in custody? Yes, but it's become memed. So we're just going to laugh about it. Like yeah. we laughed about Epstein dying. Did Epstein need to die? Yes, but he needed to give us answers we needed first. I needed him to say, I fluffed Stephen Hawking and put his flaccid, retard penis inside of a child. Hey, hey you know, it's like, think about this is the LGBTQ community or whatever they are now, there's, there's more to, to it. They want to add people that are prisoners. Is that true? Watch what you're saying, dude. No, no, no. Please. They want to add pre- I'm not saying them. I'm saying that those people that are predators of children want to add themselves to that. Okay. And the LGBT community has is, is actually just been vocal about, like, fuck that. No, that's not the same thing. No. That's, that's, you, that's not consent. That's a kid. And they, they'll, they'll protest that. Once the other side of that comes out to protest. Do it. Everybody needs to get together, LGBT community, right wing, left wing, whatever. Those people cannot have a voice. Guys, if we can't They're agree, pedophiles. if we can't come together and agree that this is the rot in the tree of society, if we can't find the termite chewing away at the foundation, it's over. Pedophilia is the problem. It's what's keeping people in the dark. It's what's keeping secrets safe. If Ghislaine does not come forward, if they don't pull the evidence out of her, we got a riot. That's it. 
There's no other turning point. Disease, famine, wars. It's not the same to me because the people at the top are tied to this. Yeah. We have – this is the turning point for society. The voice of all these kids, the ones that are willing to testify, they've been, they've been shut out. And they were paid off – Epstein was paid – he paid off whoever in the federal government so that they keep it a secret. Or he had videos then, of them having sex with kids. Yeah, and then they fucking like – he gets away with it and then it comes up again. He gets convicted. He's in – and then he dies. He didn't get convicted the second time. Nothing came out. Well, Nothing happened. Jail. Right. He didn't. No, it they didn't find, come out because they killed him first. And they find Jislene in the fucking New Hampshire, New Hampshire. In her nice fucking house, doing whatever, just living her life. And, and so there's got to be questions that have to be answered. If she dies, if she dies, there's a problem in this, this society. That has to be the turning point. We have and to quit paying taxes. This is what you guys need to listen to because. No one's being vocal about this being an issue. And where this is an issue at is because the foundation, I'm not overblowing this, the foundation of our country, we have a representative government. We vote for politicians. Politicians are already always rich. They have to have enough money to be able to advertise, to be able to get into the party, to be able to get the representation they need. They have to already be rich. All these people get bought and sold and caught up and tied into pedophile rings by way of blackmail by way of consenting themselves to being involved in it it happens to every single one of them they're all bought out by lobbyists all the lobbyists are tied to these people every single part of government is tied into these elite camps of people who at the end of the day are all somehow involved in pedophilia this is what the elite do this is what they do there's no way around it. There's no more covering it up. And if they keep sweeping it under the rug, right in our face, and we keep laughing about it, we're the joke. We are the joke. Yeah. Because if this doesn't come out all the way now, Ghislaine is the last bridge of hope. Not because she's a bridge of hope, but because she needs to be able to come forward. I mean, why are they going to put her on trial? Why don't they sit her down with a camera Right now, what they should do is sit her down and say, okay, how about this? Complete immunity. Give it to us. Give it all to us. Tell us everything. Show us what you got. You're not in trouble. Should she be killed? Yes. But let her go if she dumps it all out. Put it on TV. You know, and, and I feel like we talked to a lot of people, you know, we definitely hit different cultures and subcultures as a, as a, a person who is a, I, I would say a survivor, me and Chris are survivors. We're not victims. We, we've kind of come above this, but as somebody, if you're, if you're one of the people that's been out there and you've been abused sexually or mentally or anything like this, this is a, this is something for us. This is a win for us. If we can ever make this happen, if we can ever like have these political pieces of shit that have all these this money they write rules for us to live by and they don't live by them if we can make that happen then the world will be a fucking better place we have to we have to end society as a way that we know it we have to make this something better for our kids so that i can't even let my kids go outside to fucking play man because of the the crazy people because of, I'm, I'm definitely poor you know it's like i'm around other poor people 
So some of them are, not, are fucking, they're in for, for opportunity right down the street from where I live. I know that there's a kid being trafficked. I can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. I sit there and watch them unload AK-47s. I can't do shit about it. I don't have that kind of gun power. The cops can't do anything about it. Nobody can do anything about it. They have money. They have drugs. Therefore, they've got money. They're running. It's a fucking issue all around. It's in your neighborhood, whether you know it or not. It's the next street over, whether you know it or not. This is our voice right now. If we don't clean up, not this country, but this world, no one will. Nobody will. Our kids can't. And we can't. But we need to get out here. We need to be vocal. That's why we do this shit. I mean, we have to. And I I don't know if I'm conveying things the right way. But I'm just telling you, all government, all corporations, the people at the top of those are pedophiles. Yeah. Have the same conviction you have about the police, about defunding the police. And you should have the same thing about the fucking government. Defund the fucking government. We got to stop this shit, you guys. And I mean, it's not a joke. It's not a conspiracy. They're pedophiles. It's almost like our entire society is based around rich people finding ways to have sex with kids. Getting away with it because they have money. And we have to stop it. And it's fucking fake. This is all that me and Buddy can do about it. We can put our voice out to our great supportive group of listeners and you guys can take this and and run with it as much as you can but complacency is not going to get us anywhere if you've watched the the jeffrey epstein netflix thing they it's softball it's softball 2021 gets way more in depth there's like 43 episodes and it goes into the whole case it's pretty fucking it's the end of the world there's no freedom these people got to go, guys. Yeah. Any means possible. The reality you know has been told to you. And if you're asleep right now, you need to wake up and get some caveman coffee. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to cavemancoffeecode.com. Enter promo code DMD20. That'll get you 15% off of that sweet nectar. The whole bean coffee Delicious. Better than anything you can buy in your local store. The Nitro, incredible. Starbucks can suck my fucking ass. CO Starbucks, guaranteed pedophile. Tate Fletcher and Keith Chargine, 100% not pedophiles. Buy their coffee. Not only will you feel good, it tastes fucking incredible. If you're on keto and you're not already on this shit, you're an idiot. And you're probably not even on keto. You know how people around me talk about being on a ketogenic diet that I see eat chicken tenders and fucking drink soda? I don't know who you're talking about. No. No, no. no. Oh, yeah, I do. There's like 19 <laughs> people. Yeah, but there's one. No. <laughs> don't do it, man. Don't do it, dog. <laughs> when I worked, dude, when I worked at, at uh, Zaza, man, all those people there would be like, I'm on keto, and I'd see them walk back. A bunch of couple of chicken tenders. It's like, not anymore, bro. <laughs> you, you ain't now. You done did it. You made a bin, <laughs> but you're not now. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm just saying, if you're on that shit, dude, make your life easier. It's hard to be on that type of diet. If you can find a product that is a delicious, easy way to keep it going, you got to buy into it. 
caveman coffee their delicious vanilla nitro latte it's got mct oil locked right into it tons of fat no carbohydrates delicious no, carbs, but not i mean no sugar no sugar it's got an it's it's designed for ketogenic diets and it's fucking delicious if you're not anyway buy their shit it's good shit from good people Otherwise, you know we wouldn't be riding for it. CavemanCoffeeCo.com, uh, promo code DMD20. If you want to get fucked off like we are right now, you want to drink beer fast, not like some corner-sitting pussy. You think Stephen Hawking drank beer fast? No, because he's a fucking phoebe. He sits in a chair, and he dreams of kid pussy all day long. He probably got to deliver a cooler way, though. I hate him. I hate Stephen I Hawking, it, dude. I hate smart people. Dude, Dr. Stephen Pinker. He could eat my whole yeah. entire ass. You smart, smart like fuck. Richard Dawkins, there is absolutely no way that God exists. Fuck you. You think I'm a Christian? No. But I can't be on your team, yeah, you but pedophile that, fucking idiot bitch. Fucking kids. There's no God. How about this? Drink beer fast. He probably sits around and sips Bud Light. Shut up. Buys a bold IPA. Shut up. Drink fast. Get yourself some extreme party gear at beerbongs.com and get that beer in your fucking face. Beerbong.com. It's not with his S? No. Okay. Beerbong. Good. That makes way more yeah. sense. And also, like, some, one DMD20. Of our, one of our listeners brought up, too, that they, they had ordered some stuff that was like, it might be pertinent that you tell everybody that there's free shipping. I had said that every time. I doubt it. Shut up, bitch. You're Italian. 20% off of free shipping with DMD20. Hear the truth here on this side. On the other side, don't. Because Italians lie. <laughs> <laughs> we do love you guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to help the podcast, five-star ratings on iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts. None of you do it anymore. That's fine. Who cares? It's over, motherfuckers. The world's done. Unless we stop this pedophile bullshit. We'll be back with a murder mystery next week. I can't do a part two of this. I skimmed through. I mean, we made it to B, and I started skimming through it and got to K. It's too much, man. We'll come back in a few months. Maybe if there's another development in the Jocelyn story. I'm not lying to you guys. This shit takes a toll on me. Yeah. It drives me bonkers. I, I can't. It's so. I The fact that I can't just go out into the world, I could physically make a difference. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I could do it. I like listen. Like we literally were gonna do something else today, and then before we came in here, Chris was like, "We're gonna we're gonna do an Epstein." Episode. I'm stirred up. I, last night I was all stirred up about it because <laughs> I was just I, I took some Ambien and I was supposed to go to sleep. I was just so stirred up about pedophiles and shit. I couldn't go to sleep. I can't deal I with can't this. Fucking, shit, man. I, I just don't like. I know. Me and him are on the same page. It's we such can physically go fucking wipe out 15 of them a day. A disgusting planet. Oh, my God. And we can't. They won't let us. Ooh. And you really think there's a reason for that? Yep. You know, as always, we always have to pick a song with some kind of crap. But, yeah, folks, we're going to call it. We love you guys. We're trying 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 our absolute best to bring you important information and not be boring and i just want you guys to take at least these episodes seriously and try to do anything you can to help make a change all right we love you stay safe hold on what song did you pick buddy uh circle of dead children 
And the song is called For Black Eyes Only, a.k.a. Depopulation, or Depopulate Tears of the Illuminati. Well, that band sucks, but okay. Hell no, man. That This album's good. The rest of them got a new suck. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we really do love you guys. We'll see you on the next one, okay? Yo, okay, show good. Bye.